know what a strap match is? Well, I'm gonna show you Vader style. <laughs> Play the game! Play the game! It's the race! The strap! Yo, lady, what the fuck is up with that nasty-ass steak you cooked for your husband a few months back that looked like an elephant's scrote? You said this I to Lacey, that, Lacey Evans? Yes, to, to Loie Lane, okay. Lacey Evans, as we, as she is, her many names. Lacey Evans, the police officer. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the, you know, pinup fascist lady who will murder a, a lot of people, probably. Who knows? She has dark secrets. Haven't seen have it yet, not, just have to assume. Yeah, we have not gotten a response yet. We will keep you informed, the the audience, but I think that this is a fucking important thing that we need to get down to. I mean, you know, things like this is Lane's lunch. What was it? As it turned out, it was Chow Chow. What is Chow Chow? I still don't necessarily know. I haven't really looked at the picture um, since the first day I saw it. That's... uh... Uh, uh, Lacey Evans uh, dinner for her husband and if I'm not mistaken she also made another meal for him um, she's you know she's new to the game she's trying to she's trying to pick it up and uh, and and be the best cop wife that she can be um, man do you, do you think here's something that I because I, I did just I did call hmm. him a cop and I want to go back to that just because I think <laughs> it's like uh, it's kind of it's fascinating that she's both like this trad wife type but also, her husband is wearing her merch. I'm not familiar. Ext- I've never seen him. Um, well, in this photo, he's clearly okay. he's definitely wearing a t-shirt. Well, so this is a, this t-shirt. is an audio podcast, so we don't really have. <laughs> no, not really I'm saying, visually. I'm saying, what is the dichotomy of this? Is she a power bottom? I don't know what this indicates about her. I, I God knows, okay. but. <laughs> Um, she's a goddamn monster. I'll say this: this is not the uh, direction I expected you to go in with this with this opening. I was, uh, I didn't expect this to be the Lacey Evans hour. Um, I heard she debuted on the main roster. Hopefully, she can bring that uh, that foot stake to the uh, to, to to Spike TV or wherever they're wherever they're headed there. Um, uh, um, so yeah, just, yeah, throw it at Candice LeRae's face, and it's. Why, why, why is the stake so violent? Right. Uh, yeah. Um, Shades of PWG. Um, no, uh, welcome to Wrestling is Gross, number four. Um, that's the, uh, the Lacey Evans segment that we are contractually obligated, um, because we, because we have 
called her husband a cuck a certain amount of times on the internet. We must redeem ourselves by also uh, shilling her merchandise um, and and telling you know telling the faithful uh, about her her delicious dinners. Um, um, intervention in Venezuela is good. I, I would assume is what, what she thinks. I, do, I don't. I don't, think that. <laughs> I don't. I think she thinks that. Um, I don't. I don't think she knows what that means. Um, this is wrestling yeah. is gross number four. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining. My name is uh, Bucky. The day. Uh, the day. The day today. The <laughs> today's date. Uh, in theory, when you're hearing this, will be uh, February 22nd. And again, my name is Buggy, and I have a co-host here. My name is Siobhan. And, I, you know, we've had smoother intros, um, but not really. I've had smoother intros. You you sounded like silk. Um, today we're talking about wrestling. Yeah. Gross wrestling. Gross wrestling. This is uh, this is the Wrestling is Gross podcast. Um, unfortunately, we closed the book on the uh, My Balls Hurt podcast last week, um, but I'd like to go ahead and offer a bonus epilogue uh, uh, episode to that. My balls still hurt, and that's pretty much that. Um, hopefully, we can close the book on that next week when we, when we come back at you. Um, we got some ball spots in this show. Oh, do we? Yeah. Um, what we're talking about tonight, um, I'll go ahead and... I'll do a little brief synopsis of the thing, and then you can lead us into our first match. Um, this is going to be their f- the first in our multi-part series uh, that we're tentatively calling Wrestling is Gross, colon, Tethered, um, which is basically a series of shows uh, focusing on matches where two or more opponents are connected at either the wrist or the neck, or perhaps another part of the body, I couldn't say. By a chain, a rope, uh, a, a strap, uh, who, who knows? I think there's one where it's just straight up barbed wire that's connecting the two people. Um, so we've got dog collar matches, strap matches, uh, Russian chain matches, all the stuff. We've got a very specific match that I will not try to pronounce until I've heard you try it a little bit later on. Um, and yeah, this, that's the deal here. We're going to do matches where people are tied together. And we're going to try to examine this uh, this weird metaphor um, because there's there's imagery here to discuss and uh, a lot of blood, a lot of blood, a lot of blood. And as I mean, would we consider ourselves philosophical about wrestling? Are we Harry wrestling fan? Ask God now. But we are philosophical. Um, and what the idea of like these are off maligned matches? You would say. This is like a stip, a gimmick that comes up and people tend to be like, oh, that'll, they tend to groan because it's not properly done a lot of the time. But a properly done iteration of the strap, the chain, the doll collar match, fucking great. Great, as good as it gets. And we're going to examine that. And not every match that we're going to talk about tonight necessarily is perfectly executed. These are, some of these do have the controversial elements that we'll get into. You have a, a large uh, uh, margin of error, I guess you could say, uh, when when two people are, are tied together. When usually they're allowed to run freely in a match, that's it's a uh, it's it's not natural. Yes, uh, as Jesse Ventura will point out uh, repeatedly. In our main event for the night, 
Spoilers. Oh, God. Uh, our first match, though, is a match that took place, God fucking knows what day, in the year of uh, 1991. I say that God fucking knows what day, not because I, I don't, because I knew at one point in time and I forgot, I, because nobody knows. Nobody knows when the show took place. Nobody knows what card this was on. Nobody knows who promoted this. Nobody knows what arena this was in necessarily. <clears throat> it was in Monterrey, Mexico. We do know that. And we know who was in it. Let's get we to know that. know who was in it. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, we have, La, we have La Fiera, <laughs> a legend, and his opponent. The very gross, the controversial, the icon, uh, Jerry Estrada, who, man, there's some backstory on that guy that, do you want to go into it? Does it matter? I mean, I we can it, talk about it. Uh, we should, we'll get to the, we'll do some, some discussion on the match first, uh, before we backstory, uh, before we do the lore of Jerry Estrada, I'd say. Um, yeah. Yeah. La Fiera versus Jerry Estrada, and what what's the stipulation here? Do you know if there's a certain name for this, or is it just a basic? This is just a chain match, okay. uh, chain at the wrist, classic style. Okay. Um, one fall to a finish. This is not, uh, you know, Trace Caetas. This is one fall, um, and yeah, it's in Monterey. It's in '91, is what it says. Um, that's what the thread on PWO said, but, you know, who knows? Um, I choose to believe this happened, um, on, uh, on, uh, Santa Ana Day or, uh, you know, something like that, a, a national holiday of some sort. That one, uh, liberation guy who was like five foot two, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Zapata? Is that him? Okay. Um, yeah, he's really short, but he's still, you know, he, he was a revolutionary and that's, People don't talk about how short he was, except for I am, because that's all I know about him. Um, I think this match is um, flawed, um, but it's really good. It's not as good as I remembered, um, but yeah, it is It is intense. Now, Jerry Estrada, uh, La Fiera, both pretty well-known names, uh, both worked uh, quite a bit of the you know the main promotions uh this being monterey though monterey is its own entity is that correct i don't really know the deal here yeah monterey is outside of the cmll sphere it's uh this is pre triple a of course um i don't believe uwa which would have been the number two promotion essentially sure. at the time really ever ran here this is very outlaw Mm-hmm. Um, and which goes to the, to the, to the gimmick, I mean, because this is very rare, sort of, like, or especially in, like, 1991, that's, when the hell do you ever see a Lucha gimmick match like that? That's unseen, very, it's very, extremely rare, and this whole thing is insanely, insanely outlaw, which I like a lot. I think that's maybe the most the defining element of it is how goddamn seedy it is. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I did, I I did see. It looks like there's a lot of pictures of La Fiera with a chain. So is that? A, I I don't know if I just was happened to be looking in the right place. Uh, 
by coincidence, I, but I don't think it was necess- I don't think it was a signature gimmick match of his. But I would love to be proven wrong because right, uh, I think it was just like entrance attire. Maybe he just came out with a chain like Bruce Brody or something. Yeah, um, and it was just like Monterey. They're like, "Fuck it, let's yeah. just put it together." That sounds like a sick ass idea. Yeah, the guy so, sees the chain, and then he sees the man with the chain, and then he says, "What if there was another man, and we tied you together with it?" And it's just all working in his brain, and you know, it's a real, real incredible moment where they invented the chain match because they had never they didn't have tv there um light bulbs going the fuck off yeah yeah some real strobing action happening um it is seedy um it is the first thing i noticed when i turned this on is how fucking disgusting the ring canvas is jesus christ um yeah okay so it's it's torn the hell apart. There's... In the middle. It's ripped in the middle, which does happen. You never see that, because indie promotions will just buy another one. But I'll tell you what, canvas is ripped in the middle, and if you don't fix it, they just continue to just get floppy and disgusting. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, you, know, it's, you see it in promotions like um, DDT or something, where you'll clearly see them have a taped up ring. Um, yeah, but they tape it up. But they tape it up. This is like mid-show, and they didn't, didn't give a shit. And yeah. I mean, there's it's just, funny you said DDT. I was for me this uh, the first thing this brought to mind. Two thousand one, I'd agree with South. Oh yeah, for sure. It, it makes. Um, it, I'll tell you what. It makes the, uh, the 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 Charleston, Indiana, uh, canvas look like one that was like freshly changed in between a taping of like SmackDown and Two Hundred Five Live. Um, this is it is grody as fuck. Yeah, I mean. Even the ring itself seems to be sagging at points. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. It's like they're, they, it's, it's insane. And not, not unlike the rotting boards and loose cables that you would find on an IWA Mid South ring in the early 2000s. Yes. Um, is, there's, and I would love to know why exactly this ring was it. I mean, I can't imagine that it was an exactly pristine condition at the start of this show, but I can't imagine it was that freaking bad. No, right? I, I, I think you're wrong there. I think they just didn't I, care. I mean, what, I mean, what else I is going to happen? How would, a ring doesn't get like that, and over the course of a show, it just doesn't. Over the course, of, you're you're right, but I want it. I want to. I want to see this entire show. Um, well, too bad. This is so, it doesn't exist. <laughs> It doesn't fucking exist. Like this is no. This is from an alternate goddamn universe, as far as yeah, we know. And you want to see a young Conan Big wrestle in the opening match? I don't think that's going to happen for you. I'm sorry, friend. Yeah, the seventeenth uh, uh, Brazo brother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like no, that's that's not going to happen. But I would love to. But anyway, um, and so we start out. There and they each have their their chain and they're swinging and they're not giving a fuck. Neither of these men have. If you're familiar with either of these men, you've seen them. Um, they neither of these men have ever just given any indication that they give a fuck in their life. And certainly, do they not give a shit in this match? It's brutal from the start. Um, Lafier is wearing uh, spiked gloves that he has to. That he just beats the fucking shit out of uh, Jerry Estrada with that he has to take off, and that doesn't seem to stop him at all. Though they like they they, I mean the whole thing of it is, uh, this is very loosely refereed. 
Wouldn't, so wouldn't this say? this reminds me of um, like the kind. Of, so again, I mean, not to harken back to IW Mid South over and over again, but this the way that the the ref it kind of tries multiple times to get them attached to the wrist by the chain, um, but like Estrada keeps like powdering out. Um, at a point, at one point, he's so Estrada's high as fuck here, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But Estrada's so insanely high, he slumps down in the corner, like he backs into the corner. Uh, while Fiera is like kind of lightly attacking him, not really going after him, just kind of intimidating him, um, and, and and Estrada just just slumps down like he, you know, real dope fiend lean, fucking just the bottom falls out of him and he hits the ground and he just slowly rolls out of the ring. Um, he gets back in, he gets back out. They're swinging the chains at each other, but nothing's really happening and there's no order. Um, it's very very like. Uh, Michael Todd Stratton, you know, uh, yeah. getting out of there, refusing to play along with the gimmick. Um, and then Fiera goes out and kicks his ass for a little bit outside the ring. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, uh, Jerry is bleeding before they ever even get the fucking wrists attached to each other. No, and um, he does not get, I mean, this is one of the, all. I mean, this is like, a truly deranged, debauched performance by him. Uh, performance, you know, loosely, because I, I mean, it's not that this is. I'm, I'm not saying that he just went out there and like was just uh, treating this like a shoot fight, because that's, I mean, even like a maniac like Jerry Estrada, like there's some sort of racial overtones of people like would be like, oh well, well, these just these goddamn animals, these savages. It's like, no, no, these people are. I mean. To be a like luchadors are the best trained wrestlers in the world. We yeah, but know that. You, you consider is, heroin. But, consider heroin. Yes, but here's the thing of this match. Um, as well trained as say, as say the like the opening match guy on a CMLL card is, you're Inquisidor, you're uh, Contrabero. Uh, I don't see those motherfuckers shoot headbutton referees. And Jerry Estrada just. You know, referee tries well, to like interject, and he sh- hits him, headbutts him right in the fucking face. Those guys are not on heroin. M- M- no, M- no, Metallico not. is not on heroin. Um, this, yeah, uh, Jerry Estrada is infamously uh, horrible uh, drug addict. Um, I, I say addict, uh, drug user who uh, would routinely use drugs before getting in the ring. Uh, this was not the match. I thought it was, but this was not the match where Jerry Estrada famously is just walking along the side of the ring apron and mi- he misses a step and goes head first into the ring post and just splits his head open. I thought that was this match, but it turns out that's a different match, which is, you know, who, who could have guessed? Um, he's, he's a strange individual. Um, he's well known for, you know, his crazy bumping. Um, and his, you know, the, the Estrada bump is an established, you know, is named after him. It's like when you, you know, the Estrada bump, right? Um, yeah. you run towards a guy who's sort of back towards the ropes. He gets down on the ground and he sort of launches you monkey flip style over the top and you do an arcing thing to the floor. It's hard to explain it, but if, if you've seen, you've seen it, if you don't know that it's the Estrada bump, you, you might know now. Um, he's, it's a, it's a bump you see and you don't fucking forget. Yeah, and it's, it's it, you know, it's like a, it's, it's largely a bump where you land on your feet too, but like the arc he gets, like that's a man on, that's a man on drugs, um, to even consider doing a thing like this. Um, 
yeah, they, they this is a this is an every Jerry Estrada match I've ever seen has been a bizarre brawl. Um, well, not always a brawl, but for the most part, when his singles matches have been uh, just him. You know, I, I I get the sense that in a lucha brawl, you you plan a few big comeback spots. Um, you know, there's there's the the if it's a three falls match, you obviously you plan the finish of each fall, but like it it often feels like they're going with the flow. You know, um, when it's what uh, Atlantis and and Viano Trace. Um, it feels like they've, they've got their main story beats out and the rest, they're just going with it, following rhythms of the crowd. This is that, but this is that with like way less, like if they had anything planned, Jerry forgot it before they even left the fucking backstage area. Um, it's, 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 it's wild to watch him. And I, you know, if you're going to watch this match, I highly recommend you watch it, uh, considering that because he is fucked up. Yeah, he wrestles. You know the old Stan Hansen sort of line that he would uh, do. He would do something. He didn't like to call spots, but he would like to. What he do is he would do something and then have his. He would just attack his opponent, you know, and just sort of and let his opponent react and then that have that go. Jerry Estrada works on that same sort of principle, but not actively. Like I don't think he plans for that. It's just what he does. He just He's like a scalded cat, and Lafayette in this match is fully willing to just beat the shit out of Jerry Estrada for, for doing that. Like, he says, you just like, you motherfucker, you better not. Yeah, there's no it's rhythm. Like you, there's no ebb and flow between the two of them. It's just a savage fight. It's it's great. Um, They're spilling out into the crowd all over. There's and well attached to the chain. Yeah. And so it, it looks like they might rip, I mean... There's a real sense of that they could fucking loot, like snap arm at any time. Um, Lafayette gets caught up in the ropes and Jerry Estrada just starts hucking chairs at him. And you're like looking at it and it's like level, I mean, Lafayette could have gotten brained with a chair multiple times, but you're like looking at his uh, leg dangled between in the middle rope and it's like, how did he not tear is ACL, yeah. MCL, like... I'll tell you what, part leave. of the reason he was okay and he didn't hurt his leg is because those ropes are super loose. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just didn't tighten the ropes enough. Not because they were playing in that spot, but because the ring crew had no idea what the fuck they were doing when they put the ring together. Uh, and those chairs that he's throwing at his head, they're folding chairs, but they're not folded, and they're not folding. They're just stuck. They're just... Because they've been sitting on the floor of this Monterey fucking gymnasium uh, for, for eight years without being touched <laughs> and he's just picking up these chairs and hucking at, uh, hucking them at him. And, and if this was a chair at the fucking Mount Carmel, Our Lady St. Peace or whatever, like that chair would just fall apart. It would, but these chairs are weathered. Uh, this is, this is, this is everything in this match is fucking weathered is what this is. This is a, a match you need multiple tetanus shots for afterwards. Yeah. That's what we're all about uh, here. That's what we're all about. Um, I, I think this, this is a really good, um, something that's going to happen in every one of these matches pretty much. This is a really good, um, indication of, of the dangers of a match like this, where if you, one of the key things is if you get thrown out of the ring or if you even try to exit the ring, then the person has to follow you in the same manner. 
they have if you go between the top and middle rope, they have to go th- between the top and middle rope too. If you jump over the top, then they're following you over the top. Um, yes. it's a weird thing that you you might not think about. Um, you know, if you if you weren't considering it, but it's it it changes the the way that you move in the ring and that makes it very dangerous. There's yeah, there there has to be a lot more synchronicity to movement. Right. Which and there's none between these two. <laughs> no, I mean, and especially because it's not like there's any I mean, how much frame of reference do they have necessarily even? It's just like here's a like this is I mean, Triple A has made the Bull Terrier match uh, sure. One of their ge- signature gimmick matches. We have no fucking evidence that a, this chain, a chain match, had ever taken place in Mexico. Bef- I mean, that's like now that's like a bolt. That's like a, like a broad statement, but at the same time, hey, we don't uh, fucking listen, know. We don't. We know this check, is not like some check cage match. I'm sure they've got a comprehensive uh, listing of every match that ever happened in this building, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got every every single. Um, WXW show from uh, 2007, uh, you know, but uh, dark matches included every episode of Shotgun, except there, Jerry Estrada doesn't even have a listing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna do the trick of voice. I did it on the last show, and it, I did not like it. Um, yeah, have you been practicing? Uh, no, no. no right, we'll, just... we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Um, oh, sound like you were gonna do it? No, we'll nope. get there. Is all okay. I was gonna say. It, no, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Um, so yeah, the uh, there's a moment where uh, where Jerry uh, throws uh, old uh, Fierra to the floor, and he goes for a uh, he tries to bounce off the rope, bounce off the opposite rope, uh, but can't because the chain isn't long enough. So he just turns around and just does a tope, just it, off, off three great, steps. It's, it's a fucking great tope. Um, Say what you will about Jerry Estrada. The man uh, has a primal energy that is unmatched. And it's not even... I mean, uh, this is a man who sober um, seems completely fucking deranged. Uh, and he was never sober. I would describe Jerry Estrada as, like, his his sort of image, if, you, if you've never seen him. What if... The problem with Marty Jannetty was that he didn't do enough cocaine. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a really good comparison, actually. Um, I think Jerry Estrada and Al Snow could have really lit the mid-'90s WWF tag scene on fire as the Nuevo Rockers. Rockers. Well, what is it? The Soul, soul Rocker. And uh, it would be Cocaine Rocker. And... Uh, I'm not sure what Al Snow's nickname would be. Uh, guy's bad. Um, what are your thoughts Dealer, on Al Snow? I was going to say Dealer Rocker. He's no <laughs> of the snowmen wrestlers out there. He ain't no Marcus Crane for damn sure. Yeah, give me uh, give me a uh, Cassius Al Snow uh, any day. Uh, no, I I think uh, this match has a horrible finish. Uh, do okay, you want to explain what happened I, I, here? Okay, I will actually disagree on the finish, but I I like the finish because it's it's because not because it's bad. That sounds stupid, but it, but it, I think it fits in a way that I that a lot of people of the ten people who've seen this fucking match seem to think sucks ass. You be included. I actually like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at, at some, I get like, it. I understand it. 
Okay, so there's some brutal spots. There's a suplex over the top rope where uh, looks like they both gonna. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, Davey fucking wishes. He, he, you know how much got, you know how many goddamn patches that motherfucker would need? And, uh, he'd be shoving patches up his asshole. Uh, fentanyl no, patches, okay, to be so. Clear. Not everybody knows what, <laughs> which patches we're talking about. Fentanyl patches. He's got them all yes. over his body. Um, so, at some, so, sort of, we get about, because, we get about seven minutes, it's about seven minutes in before they're both actually really attached with the chain. So we get about ten minutes of them actually attached with the chain. And it's a brutal ten minutes. And at that point, they just, they just decide to take it off and they just like go for it. Mm-hmm. And they just say, fuck this shit. And they, we get a double knockout, essentially. And the ref says, fuck this. Uh, we're done. Yeah, but it's and so bizarre. It, so it they, is. They take the chains off and they do a very short, uh, like asynchronous rope running sequence where they bounce off one rope and they change direction and bounce off another rope and then they do a double clothesline and then nobody gets pinned, right? No, it, it just ends as a, um, as a double. A double knockout, but not like a ten count or anything. It's like yeah. I think it was like he counts like the the I ref gets down counts and to counts three. to three. He gets down and counts yeah. to three with both hands. Nobody's pinning anyone. Um, oh, it's the scene in uh, it's the scene where Arnold's looking for for uh, Linda Hamilton in the in the cool nightclub. This is yeah, I love this shit. Um, it's very strange. Um, I don't understand why they thought that was the way to handle that, um, but. I get it because what Jerry fucking headbutted him. Uh, Fear of whipped the fucking chain at the ref. The ref has had a lot. He's been through some hell. He's been through a you know a Dave Hebner uh, amount of bullshit. Um, and these motherfuckers aren't even going to try with this gimmick at this point. They've abandoned this. They just want to beat the shit. Out. And it's like yeah, the ref wants out. I, so I was okay as long as they were attached to the wrist. I was safe. Now that they've let go, I, I need to go home to my wife and my children. Yeah, this is like a full no contest. And kayfabe, I actually, I like the idea because, again, this outlaw. It's this, like, it's basically like, there. It, it's very, it, it, like, I, I in fact believe that um, the commentary on this is hard to hear. It's a single channel. It's very low. But oh, I, I didn't even hear believe, commentary. No, I be- no the um one of the announcers does in fact I am certain that he in fact says that this is not a sanctioned match. He says uh boxe y lucha like it's something there's something like where it's like this is not like there's I mean uh, my Spanish is not great. Uh I am an inverse uh LA Park, but my English is pretty good, my Spanish sucks ass. But uh and you know what it's I but I I get the feeling that it's just like it has a certain, like, you know, there's a, an, like a <laughs> set limit on this idea. It's hard to explain, but mm-hmm. it's like, I, I like the idea of it's like, okay, you have, you had your shot as much as fucking done. Uh, you, you two pieces of shit, we can't, you're done. You're fucking done. Yeah, um, and so it's a thing that the referee should be allowed this. to do at any time. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have to get down and count a three count. Referee, I know, that's the, that's the dumbest part of it, yeah. The, the, in theory, any wrestling match, and let, I mean, this is, you know, something that nobody ever really talks about, but a, ref- a referee should be able to call any wrestling. This goes for every sport. 
If a fucking yes. if a if an NFL if a, if an NFL ref feels like he is losing control of the game, he can he does have the the authority to just call the fucking game. Um, fucking disco demolition night, ten cent beer night, right? Those Don't know forfeits. It, it just you go look them up. It just like you know sure. the, like the umpire said, uh, this shit is out of control. We cannot. This is unsafe conditions to play this baseball game. Fuck this. We're done. Disco demolition night sounds really good. Um, yeah. that sounds like, uh, some sort of like, uh, like a tag team that you'd see in like, uh, 80s continental. Um, no, I, I think, um, I think it makes sense. I just didn't think it was well executed. It wasn't that well executed, but, I, but I, mean, I don't think a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in this match isn't well executed and that doesn't hurt it. That's so. not, this, yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not, it's about the, the vibe of this match and the vibe of this match is, fucking out of control and it's unsent it's outlaw it's not something it's something that could not take place in mexico city i like the idea that they explicitly had to go to monterey for this mm-hmm. that's fucking cool i don't know it's a cool ass match even if it's it's far from perfect but yeah what's I, it wasn't it didn't live up to my memory of it but, as um, shit yeah it's it I don't, I don't know i don't know if i'd say cool it's definitely something i don't, I don't know the word for it um, I liked it a lot. Um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, check it out. It's it's on the internet. And I stopped making playlists for these uh, after uh, one episode um, because it was too much work. But, uh, you know, it's out there. Jerry Estrada versus Lafayette in 1991. Search that. Comes right up. Um, so we're good on that one? Yeah. Nobody owns the damn rights on that. So nope. go, go find it. Yep. No. Uh, I, I mean, we've credited the owner. The owner is... Uh, Data INT Cash, I believe. Is that how you say that? Let's go with that, yeah. Alright, cool. Uh, he's the only person who has ever uploaded it, I think. So, And it's still up because that guy has not had strikes against his channel because he almost entirely just posts stuff that nobody is going to put a copyright claim on, which you know makes him one of the most important people on YouTube, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, watch out for those, you know, Creative Commons license. Make sure you got all your all your uh, your, your copyrights properly attributed, uh, because they they will come after you. Um, next up, from shit, you told me what the date was. Is it November? Uh, I said we we're gonna do this really well. November twenty third, nineteen eighty three. Uh, November twenty fourth. God fucking damn it! November twenty fourth, nineteen eighty three, from. The National Wrestling Alliance, Starcade 83, uh, Flair for the Gold. Uh, this is in a dog collar match. Um, Greg the Hammer Valentine, the reigning defending United States heavyweight champion against Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, so this is a very famous match, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's seen it. If you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, go go watch it. Like this is high priority stuff just for the Roddy Piper canon. Yeah, Leah, what the fuck are you doing for life? I mean, if you're if you're listening to this goddamn podcast and you haven't seen this match, well, hey, don't, what the fuck? Don't shame them. Don't shame them. It's okay. Some people, uh, you know, some people don't have the WWE Network. If you don't have the WWE Network, let us know. There's there's any number of pe- logins that you can use. Some people, if some people can only have the WWE network on their work laptop. That's true. That's true. Um, it, you know, it, it has never run very well on mine. Um, but it, you know, you, you do what you, you can and, but for everything else, just go to VK. Um, this match, 
uh, is announced. Who is the, who's the, is it Gary Michael Capetta? Is that right? I don't think it is. It no. might be Gary. No, it's not. It's not Gary Michael Capetta because okay. Gary Michael Capetta was still with the WWF at the time. Okay, sure. Uh, so, I don't know who the fuck it is actually. This guy's got a great voice. It's a very familiar voice if you've ever watched uh, Mid Atlantic or or Georgia or whatever. You know, whatever the 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 super shows of the early '80s. Um, he says that there is no time limit for this match. Uh, to which I wrote down, uh, just like this podcast, baby, because we are thirty. Six minutes into this recording, but we're going to cut some stuff from the beginning. So we're good. We're good. We're doing fantastic. Um, so I have a long history with both of these wrestlers. Um, I was never a huge Roddy Piper guy, uh, but I did always really like Greg Valentine because he looked like just a nasty, like he's one of the most fetal alcohol syndrome looking people I've ever seen. Um, dude's got a face only his mother could love and she probably didn't. So I, I, I think for whatever reason, growing up, Greg Valentine to me just like represented the shit kicker. Um, he was a heel on all the tapes that I watched. I was a heel for most of his career, obviously. Um, but the, the tapes that I grew up watching when I was like five and six were, you know, WrestleMania two, um, the, the history of whatever Coliseum video history of the intercontinental title and, you know, shit where he's wrestling Tito and, um, he's just... Bulldogs and shit like that, yeah. Yeah, right. No, I was just trying to think, what's the, what's the tag teams? It would have been him and, uh, uh, fuck, uh, Beefcake? Yeah, Burgess. Uh, yeah, Burgess the, the, Beefcake, dream uh, the Dream Team. Yeah, uh, that, that kind of stuff. Like, that was some of my first exposure to wrestling, uh, was just Greg Valentine kicking the shit out of people like Dynamite Kid and Tito Santana. Um, major impact on me. Um, and man, he is a fucking bad dude in this. Um, you know what I have to say about, uh, Greg Valentine? He looked like more Shima, but a fuck him. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, um, he is such, he is one of the, he, he is like defines a style of just, just beating the shit of, um, the famous submission match with uh, Ronnie Garvin from uh, the '91 uh, Rumble, '90, where they just go, where they, they just where they don't really work it like a submission match. Like they just they work it like a we're gonna beat the fucking shit out of each other match. Yeah, they have you... a match from uh, from the Garden like earlier that month that I like even more than that. If you've never seen it, uh, fucking seek that out. Uh, yeah, that just just these just these fucking lumpy motherfuckers that's great that's exactly what i want to see that's you know that's your uh american war style like just just mean sons of bitches and that is i mean that's exactly i mean he's a dead-eyed motherfucker too yeah he's just thousand yard stare even even completely sober um and this is i i like Roddy Piper um, at his peak, but it's his peak is very short. Um, I think he's but, underrated in ring, honestly. People always uh, oh, like, okay. oh, it wasn't yeah. great, but he he's you know you watch Piper in Portland. Piper's fantastic as a babyface. Yeah, absolutely. It's just he just didn't have a long he just didn't have a long run. Well, he I went to the yeah. WBF and he was a fucking heel, and that yeah, was and he, the wrong move for him. No, yeah, it wasn't. And then 
and then he just wanted out, obviously. I mean, he went, I mean, he retired to do, you they know, he, that's why I made They Live. Yeah, exactly. And he Which just, is great. I mean, that's, you know, I think that's a huge part of his legacy. Yeah. But I mean, but, and I mean, his charisma, but it, it's like, as a, I mean, he had an undeniable heel charisma, but he was a better baby face, uh, a more charismatic baby face, sure. seriously. He, and, he cut nasty heel promos, but man, there was something about him in the ring. He wrestled like a fucking baby face. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And he, just this, you know, just this raw mother. I mean, like, he, again, you know, this is a recurring theme. Like, just the scalded cat. Just like, and not, not like how necessarily like, uh, Jerry Estrada is, but in that same way where it's just like, you get the feeling that like, this is a dude who's gonna walk out of there or have, or be like, like go out there, go out on a stretcher. He's not. He's gonna give it a, everything he's got. Um, one of the um, the conceit of this match, of course, is um, that Greg Valentine had um, injured his ear, mm-hmm. had injured Roddy Piper's ear. So, so we get a lot of really good punch drunk, uh, equilibrium, uh, discombobulated selling. Sure, which I love. That's and fucking blood right from the ear, just. Great right. Valentine, just, dude, just, I mean, a dude on, you will just blow so, a, like, someone's skull the fuck out, just for, just on a regular match. No mm-hmm. mercy here. Uh, it looks great. Every shot is, right from, it, every shot is just fucking brutal. Um, you're jumping ahead a little bit. Um, they, so they, they put that over immediately. They put that over before the match even starts. Um, the ear injury. Uh, apparently, Valentine did injure it earlier on in the year. Um, Valentine won the title from Piper, and I think that match is on the network. I think it's from June or July. Um, yes. People say it's, it's really good. Yeah, that's one to uh, visit. Um, yeah. Perhaps for this show. Who the fuck knows? We'll fucking find yeah, out. I, I really I couldn't say. Um, I don't know if we're going to double dip into this this matchup really but um so early on um they do go pretty deep into describing how it will affect his equilibrium and um and bob coddle and gordon soley i believe is the team yes yeah very very good at putting over the um like this is the kind of stuff that like you know what gabe is trying to do uh with lenny leonard and god bless his feet uh, Lenny Leonard and and whoever the fuck is joining Lenny on commentary these days. Um, uh, the goddamn if, hardcore giant Rodney Emmy. Yeah, like no, it's like they they you know bless them, but they they they're not you know this is a a fucking august combo. Yeah, yeah, it's, combo, it's different. Combo. It's it's different because it fits the era for one thing. You're reaching for something to the past, and a lot of a lot of companies do that now, where they they try for this kind of thing uh, with their commentary, and I, I think. This is just a very spectacular uh, pairing of of two very similar, uh, you know, boring middle aged men talking about <laughs> a, a guy getting his fucking eardrum busted and how he's not going to be able to walk. He could barely walk to the ring, uh, and when he leaves, he's going to be fucking carried out, like you said. Um, Cottle refers to the chain. Uh, Bob Cottle, for me, Bob Cottle is always for, for me. He was the voice of uh, Smoky Mountain. Um, yeah, at, at least the early years. I'm not sure if he really, I haven't seen a lot of like 94, 95 Smokey. Uh, but the S and W from 92, 93, Bob Caudle is the voice of that for me. 
Um, and he has, he's, he's just puts so many great lines in every episode of that show. Uh, watch Smoky Mountain TV if you have never seen it. Um, I'll, I'll keep seeding that torrent for everybody. Um, got, I think I got like, uh, like over a terabyte uploaded just from that one fucking torrent. Um, he says, he refers to the chain. Uh, well, he, first of all, he says, uh, Gordon, I think you, uh, just as I do, will, uh, will know what I mean when I refer to that chain as a cow chain, which I've, I don't know what they're talking about. No fucking clue. Cow, God, no. I don't know what you, what you're, I mean, I guess you put a, you put the, the cow on a chain and you lead it to the different part of the farm. I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking know what they're I, talking about. I assume <laughs> it's just like a cow's biggest shit. It's you need a big ass chain. Yeah. Big cow, uh, big chain. That's what they say, right? Yeah, that's the old saying uh, from back on the farm, back in my farming days. Uh, he says the chain could be wrapped around the fist and used. And I'm going to do an, a verbatim here: that <laughs> it could be wrapped around the fist, Gordon, and used as some kind of nuts. Yes, not no, at no point. Every time it's referred to as as nuts, which nuts. is so I don't know why that's so perfect. It's it's but really it, it, interesting uh, to to hear that like that because Nux is like a to me that was like a you know a nineties he's got the Nux he's got the you know and fucking yeah uh, fucking Regal did it in the early two thousands like that's to me that's where that came from um, so it's interesting to hear that going back that far um, but man so that's the, the the beginning of this match is first of all it's frightening um, it's really incredible. Um, they both, they're connected. The As soon as they get connected, referee backs off, connected to the neck, dog collar match. You know what that is. Um, yes. And they begin, um, just leaning backwards as hard as possible. Just, they just, they just reach the complete tension of the chain and lean back and pull each other with the fucking strength of their necks. And it's scary looking. And I don't know if you've, you've, I'm sure you've pulled a muscle in your neck before, right? Everybody's done this. Yes. I, this looks horrifying. Yeah. It's, it's basically like chicken on which one of these guys is going to get fucking decapitated first. Yeah. That's the other thing too, right? Is fuck, man. I hope those are like padded. (laughs) They're not, they're not padded dog colors. Uh, they're not, they're not even like the fun, cute BDSM dog collars that you can get on Amazon. These are fucking dog collars. Okay. These are not meant for human consumption. This shit is fucked up. And these are, these are made for pit bulls or Rottweilers. Um, if they keep pulling this hard, their fucking head's just going to pop right off. Um, they begin like stepping forward, grabbing bit by bit of the chain. Um, and like a, mind game sort of thing until they meet sort of in the middle. And there's a great call where, uh, I think Cottle says he Piper had the, the high ground. He had the, the longer portion of the chain. So when they get face to face, Piper has the chain in his hand and just lifts it and just smacks it across fucking uh, Valentine's face, just with a chain to the face. Just, just like no fucking, you know, no pussy footing in this, right? It's like, just, just chain, just right in the fucking face. I mean, there's no, there's no analogy for that. There's no way to just, it's just what it is. It's, 
the most visceral thing in the world. Yeah. It's, it's also cool. It, it's a fucking cool, like sort of elaborate, um, like that's, that's a well thought out opening, you know? It's very, it's very intense. It's very cinematic. It feels like you, I mean, this is all, this has a very, sol- it's not solemn in the sense of like, just let, like, f- like, like that they're going glacial pace, but it's going like, it's that sense of just tension and like, this is just like this is so fuck. This is dark shit. Yeah, this is a, like, there's a deliberate like dual sense here, dual to the death sort of thing. It's not it's not the the drug fueled brawl that we saw with Fiera versus Estrada. This is this is two guys who are stone cold fucking sober, and they're clear headed and they're ready to kill each other. It's different. Fucking badass. Um. He, yeah, they, man, Piper gets some incredible baby face heat too. They love him. This is in Charlotte, is that right? Um, Greensboro. Greensboro. Yeah. Okay. I realized that right as you were saying it. Greensboro, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I, I, he is. He's obviously uh, Piper, huge in the Mid Atlantic Territory. Um. I, I. I think he worked heel there in like '81 or '82, or maybe in Georgia. But um, in this area, he was he was predominantly known. Uh, in this era as a, as a baby face. And he, he was super over, um, Valentine, obviously also Valentine, when you consider like the mid Atlantic territory for him, um, his dad, Johnny Valentine, one of the all time, like top heels of the territory going back 25, 30 years. Right. Yeah. I might have some of the details on that wrong. I'm going to be, I'm not a fucking historian. I'm not all fucking, uh, snaky good. Uh, what's his name? That fucking not. Who's that guy? That's a, he's like the third host of Between the Sheets. Um, Bo James. I, believe, I was gonna say Bo James. Actually, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's him. Bo James. I'm not sneaky good. Bo James, but um, I wasn't there, folks. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not the king of any port, but um, I, I I think there's clearly a history with Valentine, the Valentine family. And this territory, they fucking hate him. Basically, they got lots of reason to hate this motherfucker. He broke Wahoo's fucking leg. This is yeah. This the, the blood runs goddamn cold here, and it's this is a dude who just. I mean, we we already talked about it, but you just see him and you just want you just want him to get his ass whooped no matter what. You could walk, you could know nothing about this man, and within a minute you would think. I want to see this motherfucker get thrown through a goddamn plate glass window, right? Right, right. Fuck this guy. This guy's an asshole. And he grinds his foot into every single moment of that. Yeah. He embraces the hate in a way. There's and a lot of grinding in this. Yes. Grind is a good word for this because there's a lot of, there's a lot of wrapping the chain or they, man, there's a, early on, Valentine wraps the chain around the, um, around like the eyes and ears of Piper's face yeah. and just pulls and it's like in his eyes and it's wrapped around the injured ear, obviously working that in Piper gets the upper hand and then he one ups him by, uh, opening <laughs> Valentine's mouth, basically wide open and, uh, sort of like, you know, sort of entertain, like the teeth, you know? Um, yeah. And, it just puts that chain in like the corners of the mouth and wraps it around again and puts it right up under the fucking nostrils and just pulls. And this is, this is insane. If you, 
Yeah, I mean, you look at gimmick matches, and you look at the fucking matches that we've talked about on these shows so far. Um, the you know, I guess you could call this minimalist, but it's really not. There's nothing no, minimalist. Yeah, about. it's. It, I mean, it's not. You know, there's not. You know, a, a chain being wrapped around someone's face isn't. Um, a bundle of light tubes getting for exploding on fucking impact, and all the spooky dust in the goddamn world. Just this cloud, like, uh, that's, like so that's a uh, spectacular like Hiroshima. Right. This is just. This is just like. This is just death. This yeah. is just hate. This is just raw. There's nothing. It's not. It's not elaborate, but at you the same time, visceral. it is. Visceral is the word. I visceral think is indeed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the it's the line between spectacular violence and visceral violence, and this is this taps into something that feels like you know if you were fighting a man to the fucking death and you had a chain, this is how you would try to fucking kill him, as you would wrap it around his face and neck, and it's it taps into something that that feels beyond gross. It feels um disturbing yeah it's fantastic it's, i love it it's great it's uh, and goddamn both both of these men are uh, all-time bleeders yeah uh, in my mind uh valentine gets busted first right yeah and he when he does it um he so i i cannot help it in a match like this, especially an old school match where they're, where it's like, um, where, you know, like pre TV era, um, before they knew to like cut to a different camera when the fucking guy is about to blade. Um, I'm always looking for it and the camera is right on him. He's in the corner. He's standing in the corner. Um, Piper's doing a flurry of punches and chain shots. Excuse me. I'm getting very excited. Um, I'm getting very excited because I'm about to describe how Greg Valentine, with a camera right in his face, somehow manages to blade com- in a completely invisible fashion. Because one second he is there with this clean, ugly, disgusting face, and the second later he is there with his bloody, ugly, disgusting face. It's incredible. It- yeah, the crimson mask appears very fucking suddenly. Right oh, and out, he, yeah, and he it's, cuts it's, across pretty far too. Uh, he, it's great. It's just. This is, there's, I mean, this is a, a commitment match. This mm-hmm. is, I, I mean, this is like, uh, uh, this is a, uh, you know, Crockett or whoever, you know, fucking, sure. um, just said, boys, go out there and, uh, show, show the world. Yeah, is this and, all Crockett at this point, or is it Dusty's probably booking too, right? Yeah, I can't think of his goddamn name. Um, oh, George Scott. San- yeah, George Scott, um, and I was, yeah, and his brother, um, that, like, just like sort of, like those sort of people where it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, but this is like, this is the, this is the biggest show in American wrestling history post, um, World War II. I, I mean, since I like think, Jim, you, since like fucking Jim Londos. I think you have, uh, some, maybe some Comiskey Park shows that are up there. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you have like, you have the fucking, uh, O'Connor, uh, uh, buddy, buddy, uh, buddy Rogers title change. You got what you got fucking maybe a Santo match. You got Ricky Dozan versus Kimura. Um, and then you got this, you know, <laughs> like, it's just like, it's all it's the, been a, 
it's been a fucking while. I mean, and with also the closed circuit TV. I mean, this yeah. was fucking. This is the huge first one to deal. do it. This is the first one to do it, right? Um, yeah, yeah. This um, set the this template is... for WrestleMania. And here's the thing: you watch WrestleMania. I think there's blood on that show. I think I think there is blood on WrestleMania one, but it's in like a four minute match. Imagine, uh, you know, trying to do like a mainstream wide audience. You got people all over the world, uh, all all over the country at least watching your show and you put this on for them yeah and uh, this canvas is already stained for the record and then oh and Again, then, and another, then the main... i have there written down another disgusting canvas yeah and then your main is a uh, flare race in the fucking cage mm-hmm. that's just bravo they made harley what, what, get in there with this canvas yeah what what are we supposed to say i mean this is wrestling is a gross podcast and this is a gross ass show mm-hmm. and uh, i love it before um, this there was a i mean it's a short match and it's not great if i remember right i didn't watch it for this but uh there's a match in this show that is just carlos cologne versus abdullah the butcher i wonder if either of those men bled i uh, i think they bled immediately i think that i think uh abby is contractually obligated to i think he i think he bladed at the uh the fucking baba memorial show um a few uh, yesterday or whatever was it baba memorial or jumbo it was uh, Baba Memorial and his uh, official uh, retirement, which okay, well. Oh, uh, Giant Baba finally a, retired. That's fantastic. Glad yes. to hear that. Yeah, it really. Uh, you know, he he had a lot of he had a lot of debts to pay off. Sure, you know, they sure, were dragging sure. that they were dragging that coffin all over the place, and he, you know, uh, you know, no, but Nosawa, you know what Nosawa? He's a pro, so he did the job for Baba's corpse. Yeah, no, they say, they say you, you can't take it with you, but if it's if it. They can't, if, if you're in the green, you can't take it with you. Uh, if you're in the red, it's you know it's, it, that determines where you go in the afterlife. Sadly, um, happy to see that he's finally paid off all his debts. Um, I I think so. An interesting thing here is um, windpiper blades, and it happens in kind of an awkward spot. Um, it's on. They're both standing in the apron, and the ref tries to prevent Piper from going too fucking ham on Valentine. Um, and then Valentine, you know, gets the advantage by doing a cheap shot with the chain. Actually, hits the ref with the chain at the same time. An yeah. accident looked like a legit accident. Looks like he was just in the moment. Um, and hits Piper right in the ear. Um, and then you get the. I think it's pretty infamous at this point. The the Piper ear blade job. Um, I think people who haven't even seen this match might be aware that have they've seen a clip or something, or they've heard in an interview. Because uh, Piper always said. That he, you know, Piper was a, Piper one of the most kayfabe people, you know. Uh, you watch shoot interviews with Piper, you watch that, like, 1984 kayfabe commentaries timeline thing, he's still withholding, you know, he's like, he's, he's staying in, in the, he, he doesn't want to expose the business. A cagey motherfucker, to say the least. It's really cool. Uh, he's a fucking, he's a real one, you know. Um, he always said that he just, he busted his eardrum again in this match. That was always his story. Like he would have never told you that he bladed. Um, where? Yeah, and as far and I mean, as far as I know, they had a series of chain matches after this. Uh, so is that right? I no, didn't know yeah, that. yeah. But I mean, this is the only one we have on film. So sure, um, sure. So obviously, so it's like, and we've, and we've got it no, in such pristine but, I mean, quality. That, that, that's the point: is that we lo- is that like we're commending Piper for the fact that he just, it's like, no, no, I didn't fucking play it. It's just, this was like legit. I love it. I I fought through this. Yeah. And I, and I I won the title in a shoot. Um, no, uh, 
yeah, it's awesome. Uh, he, man, you see the ringside crew um, grabbing napkins to like wipe up the floor after they got back in the ring. Did you notice that? No. Oh shit. There's no. there's like legitimately like four people in suits. I say ringside crew. Uh, they're not like the ring crew. This is like people like this is like the ushers for the building. They come up with just napkins and they you see them. They, what are they doing with these napkins? Well, they're going to clean up the fucking cuff of blood that was just spilled on the floor that came out of Piper's ear. And I what I my my big question here and I've got this written down. Um where where did he blade? Did he blade like in front of the ear? Did he go like above it? Did he go behind it? Like I don't know I I'm touching I'm feeling the tissue around my ear right now and I can't I there is no place to do that. that- there's nowhere that feels the only the the only thing I would think is if you nick the lobe, just nick it, mm. and then that's it. Because it, I don't know if there's I mean, a, that that wouldn't it. produce this much blood though, would it? Would it? I mean, if they think if you just beat the shit out of it, if you just let, I mean, if you just let a dude like do that, break, I don't know. But I mean, at why the would you time, do like, that? Well, what are you gonna do? Blade your fucking neck? Yeah, sure. Better than that. Come on. I mean, and yeah, and cut your jugular. <laughs> it's a lot of blood. I wouldn't. It's I wouldn't insane. put it past him. Uh, God damn. And his um, selling afterwards is incredible. Like as far oh, as he looks... desperation selling is concerned, this is this is an all time fucking performance. Yeah, this is a man at the end of his rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I love that saying. That the, and this is this is exactly that. It's, this is yeah. Like the um, it's just it's just brutal, and it's, it's not like this. It's, it's not a spot. Heavy. I felt a, a a little bit of sadness every time he would make a, a an attempt at a comeback, and Valentine would cut him off. Uh, it only happens a couple times because the match doesn't go on super long. But there's uh, there was I don't remember specifically what the moment was, and I don't have it written down. Um, but I remember feeling um. Some some kind of uh, like melancholic um, like wave hit me um, because he just he looked like a you know a dog that hasn't eaten days that is going from door to door um, trying to find someone to give it some fucking scraps. Um, he has an authenticity that is fucking unmatched yeah you 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 really you feel it and i don't know i i he does make the comeback eventually it's fucking all-time epic level shit um he catches so valentine goes for a bounce off the ropes for an elbow drop signature move for valentine this slow walk and big elbow drop um but the grounded piper just yanks it um yeah he fucking he just yanks it and Valentine just falls backwards in like a very slow back bump, and then Valentine goes or uh, Piper goes on offense right with punches, but he does this crazy thing where he he, he like he punches Valentine right, good goddamn punches. Of course, Roddy Piper has good punches, but really good as far as if you're a fan of a like a high quality working punch, Piper is fucking man. Um, he. He'll punch Valentine, right? And then with a right. And then he'll reach with his right hand, the same hand he just punched Valentine with, and rub his ear and look at his hand. And it's covered in blood. And then he'll make a fist. And he'll do it again. And then he'll reach again for the ear and wipe it. And it's covered in even more blood. And he just does that like three times. 
and it's just some real gritty shit, man. I, it's fucking, uh, it's very, and it's completely unconscious because if you like, if you just, I mean, yeah. if you just said, look at the hand, I mean, and, yeah, like, it's not like, Gargano. We, exactly. We're poisoned <laughs> by goddamn John Boy Gargano at this point, mm-hmm. right? No, he, it's just so organic. It's so, it's, 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 it's cinema fucking, it's kitchen sink. Yeah. This is real. I mean, we're going to talk about how this is, this is so, just we're gonna get to that for uh for our next match yeah yeah we'll talk about we'll talk about dogma 95 Uh. (laughs) yeah but i i don't because the thing in this match is that it's it's hard to describe because it's it's not like it's not a spots match by any stretch of the imagination but every single thing in it but every single thing in it counts so yes yes huge amounts that's the thing there's a real king's road ass struggle over a vertical suplex yeah Um, valentine goes for a lot of pins Piper doesn't go for a single pin, I don't think, because he's not here to win. Valentine wants to kick his ass and get the fuck out of there with the title. Um, it's got a, and yeah, it's it's got a a kind of a cool escalation. Um, it like there's moments where it feels like a work rate match, except they're both covered in blood, um, and they're not doing fucking elaborate spots. It's it's interesting. It, it, it's it, interesting, and I was going to say um, the element of it that's, inter- that's very interesting is how okay so. Chain matches are dog collar matches, um, somewhat established, but at the same time, this is still 1980 fucking free. It's not. Yeah. What exactly is the, uh, someone expecting from this match? What exactly? Yeah. How do you work this match? How, what? Give what? It- what? Are, what inspiration? Like, what are they pulling from for inspiration? Because they do some creative stuff here too. Um, yeah. That it's like pretty high concept. Where. They're just, they definitely, it's not like, you know, a ladder match that you see in an indie show in 2019 where they're just doing variations on fucking Hardy spots. These guys didn't, and even if they had seen, uh, you know, dog collar matches before, it's not like they can just load up a fuck, they couldn't even put in a tape and watch their favorite one over and over to see, you know, what spots hit the best. This is all very just like, yeah, in the mind of these two. And what, what, which, what, how many, uh, dog collar matches can you think of that were presented in front of the, uh, what, 20,000 strong Greensboro Coliseum yeah. audience, um, let alone all of the closed circuit viewers yeah. all over, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ. It is, uh, it that's... is a massive audience for such a, for such a vile and, and horrifying thing. And, uh, and where it's, it's very, and it's not it's not like they can but that's the thing you have to keep it tight you can't be you can't dick around and like meditate on this shit at the same time mm-hmm. and they it's it's concise as hell it has yeah. no it's a match that is it's minimalist in the sense of just because it's it's impressionist that's a very sure. that might be a pretentious way to put it but it's like eh, everything it's in it is I'll no i mean it. but uh, i will allow impressionism yeah but it's Every, everything, you feel it. You feel it. You see it, and it's not... I mean, nothing... I mean, you know, th- these are two guys with outsized personalities, too. It's not like... Mm-hmm. It's not like I've never seen Greg Valentine jaw at the camera, right? Right, It's not right, like right. I've never seen Roddy Piper fucking go nuts, just like, like play to the back rows. That's not what's really happening here. But that's not what, it's not, it's not that they're not doing that. It's just that 
for what they could be doing, it's... It's a different tone from what they would do week to week on TV. It yeah, is. it's... When you, when you think about, you know, every, you, you get a lot of this in, in modern, uh, and wrestling, modern wrestling discourses. Uh, the, oh, these, you know, Dean Ambrose and Zolf Ziggler have been feuding for, uh, four months. Their last match is a 25 minute match with a ton of near falls and high spots. Um, but it's all, you know, just rehearsed and bullshit. I wish we could go back to two dudes brawling because they're ready for a real fight because they've been fighting for four months. Um, when people want that, when people say they want that, first of all, when people say they want that, they don't actually want that most of the time. No, they don't. But no, if they, they did, want... this is what they would want. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, when they say that, they mean they want... Um, they want Kenny, Jake... Kenny versus Okada 4. Oh yeah, or or uh, Michael's taker. Michael's taker too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like dramatic. Those like two matches thing. are literally the same match. Um, yeah, exactly. I haven't they, seen they want Kenny they Omega want the, they want that fucking uh, they Kenny want Omega Kenny Omega literally doing the Jesus Christ pose from Platoon on oh, the yeah. Rainmaker. Fuck yeah. that spot. Well, I get Fuck shot. That spot. I hate that fucking spot so goddamn I didn't, much. I don't. I didn't know that actually happened. But Platoon's. A oh my god! Movie. It fucking. I mean, I didn't ever watch that actual match. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I saw that though, and I and I thought this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. I we hope. have to stop talking about New Japan on this podcast. Every time it's we not, do it, I feel out of my element. The only time we talk about New Japan is when Hiroshi Hase fucking cuts open Muda's fucking face, right? Right. The scale. But, yeah, we'll talk about that. I have that t-shirt okay. uh, on right now. Nice. I washed that shirt uh, for the show because nice. it's it fits this fucking show. But my, this my is my t-shirt okay, is a hall. It has hollow notes on it. Hell yeah! Is that the wait? What what's the shirt that has the um that has Nick Cage and Masashi Takeda and uh, Samich Kodaka's blood on it? Uh yeah, that's it. That's the one. It's the one I'm wearing. <laughs> it's got, Hell yeah! It's got uh yeah. I hugged a lot of people You're, that night. Your, your fucking talisman shirt. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's pretty to, clean uh, from what I can tell. Um, uh, do I want to? No, I want to say, do you want to talk about the finish? Because I, I, I think we've, or not. Um, I, I th- you know, the finish is just a finish. It's, it, 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 it's, it I like, again, it beats him up. Controvers- but here's the thing. I like the finish of it. I do too. I like the, but I don't, here's the thing that I dislike is the post-match. Because here's, okay, so how do you measure a match? Do you go... Like the idea of always is like bell to bell. I always go contact to contact. You know what you know what I mean when I said that, of course, right? Yeah, of course, of course. First I, time I, I, usually, I count the angles that happen before and after as well. Um, yeah. You know, in in the right circumstance, I'll count pre contact. I'll count a fucking entrance if it's Onita getting trash thrown at him. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I I I get you. I think so. The finish. We'll just go ahead and spell it out. The finish is Piper. Um, getting the upper hand after a pretty elaborate spot that doesn't totally go off perfect. Um, and then he just... But it showed and it works fine. And he, it, he wraps the chain around his legs. Beautiful. Right. Beautiful so so that part, I yeah, that part I think is well executed. He punches him a few times with him with the chain, with body shots, and then, yeah, wraps the chain around the legs, uses the gimmick in the finish, pulls the legs back for a, a lateral press, a high-angle pin, extra leverage because of the chain, you know... If we're going to do storytelling, it's very storytelling. You you use the gimmick to finish the gimmick match. That's how it works. Um, and then, yeah, Valentine gets his heat back. He beats the shit out of him. That's that's your that's your issue, mainly? 
I don't, yeah, I don't love that. I just, I don't know. It's, so, that's and the I mean, thing. but that's the thing of it is that they still have, but as we know, they went or uh, they had house show tickets uh, to sell. Exactly, and it's a different era, mm-hmm. but it's still it's like a little unsatisfying that. Yeah. But I, I love them. I love. I don't know. Here's the thing: Do you think they sold tickets to the next show? Do you think they? Do you think the next iteration of Roddy Piper versus Greg Valentine, whether it's a dog collar match or not, do you think after people watched this on closed circuit TV, they wanted more? They absolutely. I mean, then it was a success. I, Right. In what fucking world would you not want more? Of yeah. course. Then, then if 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 you if you believe that, and I believe that, and I know you believe that, of course. If that's the truth, then this was the right way to finish this match. I can't argue it. I can't argue that it was wrong. I, it's just a little, but that's just the way it was. It's we're talking about a match from thirty-five fucking years ago. Completely different business model. Is it 30, all that shit. Jesus Christ. I know. Thirty-five and L- a half. Neither of us is fucking born. I mean. Right. Uh, so who gives a shit? It, it could be seventy years ago now. It's right. Fine. Uh, Piper. So yeah, Piper. What? Valentine gets his heat back a little bit. Um, Piper swings the chain around a little bit. Um, gets his crowd back on his side when he's finally able to get back to his feet. Um, Soli calls them uh, a magnificently trained athlete to put it all on the line. <laughs> uh, which I mean, that's probably true, but that's not what I would have said in that situation. Um, and then Sully, uh, he says something to the effect of, um, that Roddy Piper is a heck of a man and five yards wide. And then Coddle's like, no denying that Gordon. (laughs) And like, what is fucking, what is a, a, a man and five yards wide mean? What in the fuck are they? Gordon Sully's great, but he, you know, he says some things that I can't decipher even with fucking you know a, a, a f- all the resources in the world at my disposal nobody knows what a man in five yards wide means um yeah. but i can't argue with it just like bob coddle couldn't i can't either um i i love it i love i love this fucking match i knew i loved it i've loved it ever since i was a kid um but i didn't expect to love it so much here in 2019 yeah um greg valentine is better than rick flair Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna just keep doing that bit. I mean, it's not a bit. I actually fake fucking fake that. But I, 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 don't I, I just thought about a... that because I thought maybe mm-hmm. it kind of hit me. Maybe the fact that they went with the uh go, the like the perfect uh, babyface go home ending is part of why they were like you know we can stretch this out a little. And I'm like, fuck you, Flair. But then okay. again, I thought I just thought about Starcade '85. Well, a lot of people when... don't realize. So you, you're not giving context for this. A lot of people don't realize that Ric Flair was the babyface against Harley yeah. Race in the in the the main event when he won the NWA title. Uh, people would be shocked to hear that. In fact, if they hadn't seen any context here. But then again, um, Starcade '85 when Dusty wins, uh, they, I mean, one of the perfect blow off matches. Ever the fucking maybe the greatest match ever wrestled, uh, Magnum Tully, perfect ending. So I don't I don't know. I just want to bitch at Flair. I want to call Carlos yeah. Colon better than the Flair. I want to call everybody better than Flair. So I don't think any of those do. comparisons are apt. I, I think I I I I I don't want to do this. I don't want to have this conversation with you right now. I'll be quite no. frank. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I think I don't think it's fair to compare those two people. Um, 
I th- I think they're it's two blonde guys who do a figure four. Show me a fucking wrestler from the eighties who wasn't a blonde guy who did the fucking figure four. Um, I I think they have very different styles. Um, Flair works underneath. Valentine often works on top. If you watch a f- so if, I don't know if Flair ever wrestled Tito Santana, but I guarantee you he wrestled a very different Tito Santana match than fucking Greg Valentine did. Um, I think I don't I don't think the comparison. It's really fair. Um, no, you're, I mean you're not wrong. I just, I, I just was like, you just well, wanted to I, do your flair thing. Yeah, I just wanted to shit on flair because yeah. uh, it's fun. He's uh, he's he's an asshole. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, uh, I'm sure. You know, I'm I'm sure he would be um, he would be happy to hear your arguments uh, and would probably tell you that Valentine's one of the best he's ever worked with. Um, and they feuded, right? Late seventies, mid Atlantic. Yeah, uh, we've got some in the the Cornette garbage tapes. We've got some footage of that, and I don't think we got any full matches, but hell yeah, that shit, fucking fantastic. Um, can't deny Valentine, uh, one of the great unheralded uh, legends who, unfortunately, most people just know because of his later era uh, WWF run. Yeah, or doing stuff. I mean, or like, do you remember a couple years ago? You probably wouldn't when he um called out uh Charlotte Flair for something, and people were like, "This old pig." And he's like, "No, he's just fucking working. He's literally known her her entire fucking life. He's Greg Valentine." You talking about like on you Twitter? Thought, yeah, it was just some yeah, some interview. Know. It was some goofball shit. It was just very, but it was so Greg Valentine. It was like, I mean, it was like you know, superstar mm. Bill Dundee and his fucking car with his face painted on it. You know what I mean? It was perfect. It was like I don't I know what you're it. referring was, to there either. <laughs> you've never seen uh, superstar Bill Dundee's car that has his face on it? Nope. Oh man, uh, uh, is that like fucking... ni- like ni- early nineties USWA? No, that's fucking no. That's like he. I, I think he still drives it. It's oh, like this is just a real life thing. This is a real life thing. Okay, yeah, he I never saw it. it. Yeah, he works. He works the, the real life gimmick. Because okay. He's a fucking icon. So um, can we? That's uh, her... We'll close the book on uh, Valentine Piper, huh? Yeah, all, all time match. Because we've gotten way off track, and I need to go take a piss really bad. Yeah, uh, same. Um, so, uh, up to this point, this is my favorite match that we have watched um, for this project. For, for project for this podcast, I guess this project. Sure. It's, it's a labor of love. Where, sure. Would you rank this among the best things that we've watched? Um, I'd put it only, um, maybe, no, you know what? All right, good. Uh, Number top, one, got it. Uh, no, yeah, because my top tier, I can't, I can't, my top tier are Miyamoto, Sasuke, and uh, Necro Klein, and I think it's better than both of those. Yeah, yeah. of course it is. It is. Course no, it, is. it is. It was. A, I I knew that your answer was yes. Um, I don't know why I even asked. Um, I, I had because to of a, course it is. One last thought. I had to sure. get one last thought. Sure. Um, Necro versus Greg Valentine would have been really good. Um, all right. So when we come back, we've got. I don't know. Do you want to give them a little taste of what we're going to talk about um, before we it's fade a, into a song here? We're we're going to talk. We're gonna go. We're gonna visit Hamburg, Germany, in 1986 for a little something called Paradenkampf. All right. Very nice.
bitch. Trent Seven, tired of you putting your nose in my business, running that glass jaw of yours. You got something to prove? Prove that you can last longer than six seconds, you little bitch. Tomorrow night, I'm calling you out. We ain't doing things on your terms, doing on mine. Submissions match, and I'll prove to you that you're nothing but a little bitch. Pussy, bitch. Okay, try again. Trent Seven, I'm tired of you putting your nose in my business, running that glass jaw of yours. You got something to prove? Prove that you can last longer than six seconds, you little bitch. Tomorrow calling you out. Doing things on your terms, doing them on mine. Submissions match. I'll prove to you that you're nothing but a little pussy, bitch. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Are you there? Are you back? Hello? 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 Okay, keep going. Um... Trend 7, I'm sick and tired of you sticking in the pockets. I keep saying, alright, start it over. Trend 7, I'm sick and tired of you putting your nose in my business, running that glass jar of yours. You got something to prove? Prove that you can last longer than six seconds, little bitch. Tomorrow night, I'm calling you out. We're not doing things on your terms, we're doing them on mine. Submissions match, and I'll prove to you that you're nothing but a little pussy, bitch. Nailed it! Yeah! things we're having uh we're having fun here having a lot of fun you can tell when we're having the most fun is when uh the sound gets really crazy um and uh and you know that's just the fun it's all the fun happening and it just explodes in a, a burst of uh oral uh, uh nightmares um that's what we're all about here right yeah, that sense of of panic, that sense of anguish, that right. sense of should I stop the recording? Should I close Skype? What do I do? That that terror, you know, mm-hmm. that's you know, that's that's what you want. That's the fun. Uh, that is, oh shit! I spilled uh, this all over myself. <laughs> that I was going to make a that is the uh, Russell Pro Bird Box match. Yeah, so, we should talk about the Russell Pro Bird Box match. Now, have you seen the film Bird Box? I have not seen it, but I am familiar me, with no, the idea neither. of it. Um, she's blindfolded. And yeah. Well, wh- wh- why the fuck isn't this just called the blindfold match? That's right. That's right. Uh, Blind- blindfold match. Established step. Right. Classic. The Prince of Darkness match. Hell yeah. Uh, even rarely, even more established. Yeah, rarely good, but... Um, oh, I beg to differ. I think... I think uh, Martell versus Roberts is a solid three stars. Um, I I remember my uncle thought it was really funny when I was a kid. Um, he was like, "Ha you can't see. He can't. He accidentally hit the referee or whatever." Um, probably time to reevaluate WrestleMania Seven. Everybody, go back and watch that. It's a good goddamn card. Koji Katal's on it. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, um, and God other people. Tenryu. Tenryu's obviously on there, but you know, uh, Tenryu's in. Uh, and Royal Rumble 94 also. He's, he's been around. Um, wrestling is gross. Number four. And we are um, going into our third of four segments here, um, which you beautifully spoke it uh, a moment ago. And I will ask you to do it again. What is our third match here tonight? That would be uh, October 5th. Um... 1986. 86. Uh, Hamburg, Hamburg, Germany. 
Catch Wrestling Association? I think this might have been independent, but okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, anyway, it's uh, Franz von Butten versus Dave Taylor in a Perottenkampf match. Perottenkampf. Yes. Now, you may be asking, what in the fuck is Perottenkampf? Perottenkampf, well, we've established there's a chain involved. Yes, it's a chain match, but it's also a capture the flag match, which, do you, uh, here's the thing, um, I like capture the flag matches a whole fucking lot. Sure. I think they're really underrated, but because they're not, I mean, there's that one, the famous one, the one from the 97 Raw um, I don't think I've ever it. seen that. It's Patriot and Bret Hart. No, I think the the one the one from the Raw show that I'm thinking of is Austin, uh, Mankind and Taker versus Oh wow, uh, oh. the Hearts and Davy Boy. Yeah, I I've, I've definitely never seen that. Um, yeah, that match is just fucking cool. I love sure. the I, it, the capture the you know the flag match where it's just like oh you get your flag raised that that's bullshit. Like no, I want to see. The, like there's because it's it's just a unique weird stipulation. Well, it's an on a pole. People hate on a pole matches, um, but they shouldn't because on a pole is really fun if you work it in the right way. Um, this seen... is this is an on a pole match that is also a fucking chain match. And holy shit, this goddamn match! Um... Yeah, so I didn't. I wasn't sure what the rules were. Um, first of all, Paratin comp mock uh, Demvorspun. Don't know what the fuck that means, uh, but it starts out with those words on the screen and a sick montage of two thick ass dudes doing arm ringers <laughs> and head scissors. I don't know who these guys were. There were weird dissolve crossfades happening, um, which became a theme apparently later on. Um, I, I I didn't know what the rules really were, but if I I, I knew that I had seen either jet lag or maybe wrestling KO Michael. Um, as he's, you know, shouts out to wrestling KO Mike. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and WKO in general, I'm pretty sure that's probably where I first heard about this match. Uh, and I, I remember it being a chain match and a flag match and I never watched it cause it's 36 minutes long and the video quality is mm, subpar, but turns out that's actually exactly what you want. Um, who really cares what the rules are? This is some fucking real shit here. Uh, there's commentary over the first few minutes, uh, but it goes away, and you just get crowds of poorly mixed uh, crowd, like sounds of like just you know. It's it's very incoherent. Are they? I have no idea exactly there's what they're chanting. Yeah, you hear chant. They're chant. Yeah, no, I have no idea what they're exactly what they're chanting, but they're fucking loud yeah. as hell. It could be si se puede. It could be fucking. Uh, show your tits. It could be any number of things. Who knows what they're chanting? Um, it's, but you can tell they're into it. It's um, a phenomenal crowd. Um, the, and, and there's and there's also yeah. dissolve fades between camera angles over and over yeah, again. Yeah, which are kind of. I mean, this is a little bit clipped. I don't know if that's actually true. I feel like it. So here's a weird thing. All right, so we'll get into what this match actually kind of is here in a minute. But um, yeah, the first few minutes are very confusing because like they'll be in an arm ringer and it'll fade to another shot and they won't be an arm ringer and then they'll fade back to the original arm ringer. <laughs> yeah, some real crazy editing happening. It's 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 fucking European as hell. Um, let's just put it that way. No, but I mean, there's. 
this is maybe as for the match itself, um I feel like this is might be the most physically grueling match I've ever seen in my life. Oh man. Um yeah, I've got a lot of words that I've written about that. Um I do want to go ahead and just uh, out front um uh, say um I'm sorry, I have to scratch my ear, which threw off my microphone, uh professional operation we got here. Um if you could hear the uncut version of this file, you'd really know how professional all this is. Um the um the Valentine Fiber match, I said, was um, my favorite thing we've watched. It was immediately uh, displaced by this. This is my favorite. This is my favorite thing that I have. This is this is my favorite thing that I've watched in maybe a couple years. I would put this over my. I would put this over Park versus Rush from fucking June of last year. It's better than any match I've seen in a few years. I fucking love this match. Um, it's on YouTube. I just want to say, if you are listening to this right now and you have any interest in what we've said so far, uh, just type Dave Taylor, uh, Perot and Kampf. I'm sure you can figure out how to spell that. Uh, seriously, Dave Taylor, Franz von Beiten, B- uh, Beiten, Button? Uh, Button. Okay. Well, it's B-U-Y-T-E-N. Um, you can find it. It's 36 minutes long. Can't mistake it. Two guys chained together. Um, Go watch the shit because I've I've fell in love with this. You had never seen this before, this right? No, no. But you were aware of it. Yeah, I was aware of. I mean, because, I'm aware because of, of wrestling of, KO Mike. Yes, I'm of aware course. of. I'm <laughs> very aware of uh, goddamn Dave Taylor. Of course, mm-hmm. I've seen um, some Franz von Boyten, um, you know, and like, and I'm aware of. Didn't he work I all know, Japan in the early '80s? I think he might have. I know for sure he definitely worked Japan. I mean, if he worked uh, IWE and um, okay, but maybe that's um, it. I, what, what I'm definitely going to say is that I am aware as shit that I like 80s and 90s uh, German and uh, catch. Yeah, God, sure. This is one of the. It, it's some of the best. It's consistently some of the most high end wrestling I've ever seen. It's always good. It's some I real mean, gritty tough guy shit. But it's fucking artistic as hell. It's also yeah. it's it's that perfect combination of of being of just physically I mean because there's some hellacious shots. Mm-hmm. But there's also like I mean some amazing holds in this and just so they're just pure just artistry just oh, like yeah. it's, it's it's real just, gritty mat work. It's it's it, it it's fucking it feels like a fight that's being done at a deliberate pace that is being done by two guys who know how to grapple um, and they are going to kill each other, but they're going to get to it after they've worn each other down a little bit because it's the smart way. That's the smart way to fight in this sort of setting, you know? Um, yeah. I, I think the mat work here is incredible. It's nothing like the stuff you see today. No. Um, I want to go. I mean, every time I see any exchange and holds, I just want to. I just want to fucking. I don't know, fucking shoot, bad bones John Klinger in the back of the head or something. Okay. You know, not not him. Not 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 against him in particular. Just what like, do you have against white people? Well, a lot of things. No, <laughs> but here's the thing. Like you see this and you think, like, how is this not? Why is this dead? It I mean, could well, it, so it couldn't exist now. This simply no, could. There's not a crowd in the world that would allow this to exist. Or this, or I mean, of course, you're familiar with the old um, 
French catch from the 60s. Sure. That's just absurdly high level I can't wrestling. think of their, what's, what's the guy's name? Rene, um, Matt Charbon? No. I mean. Lassar Tess or something? Oh, yeah, there's, uh, Lassar Tess who, uh, has some matches with, uh, Van Boyten. Yeah, I would imagine oh. these, like, a lot of these people cross paths. Yeah, um, um I mean, Van Boyten is, like, fucking old and he's so i couldn't tell 40. these two apart at the time uh when this started i was like man this this footage is weird i'm watching it on the corner of my screen at work and also i should say uh and i shared this with you earlier um i have a note that i'll just read it verbatim i keep getting distracted at work or by work it's my second to last day at this job and i had to tell a coworker just now that i need them to stop distracting me because i have a 36 minute long uh, wrestling match from Germany in 1986. I need to watch for a podcast tonight, and they did, and I was able to watch it. Um, I was looking at these guys, and I was like googling Franz von Beiten. I'm going to say Beiten because it's fun for me, um, even if it's incorrect. I really don't care. Um, I've said Korakuen for at least a decade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I said it for a couple of years in the early 2000s. Um, at least that's what I tell myself. Uh, retrofitting that. Um, Franz von Boyten is a guy with a fucking mustache, and there, it's unmistakable. The man in the yellow trunks has a motherfucking mustache. Um, he, this is one mustachioed I, ass motherfucker. I would describe him, uh, second, uh, Hiroshi Hase. Shout mm. out. He is Belgian Hiroshi Hase in terms of his, like, sort of look. Yeah. Um, he's got that great. The, the pillars of, of, uh, mustaches. Hase. Um, Magnum TA, obviously. Um, and then we got Franz von Boyten and who, who would, who's like the Mexico guy? Are you putting Garza? Uh, hmm, that's a good fucking question. Uh, let's hash this sure. out. Yeah, yeah, there's gotta be a definitive, um, mustache guy. Mochokota. Oh, there we go. Mochokota. That's, alright, yeah. good, good pull, good pull. Um, there you go. We got our, we got our four pillars of mustaches. Um, Harry wrestling fan. Let's see that fucking list. You fucking bitch. Um, although we're not supposed to say that about him because apparently he has a disability. Um, Rovert, I'm calling you out. Find some fucking legs, motherfucker. Um, no, <laughs> this is lying. That dude is, no, that, I'm, I'm a trooper. Look, I'm Hey, sure. listen, listen, I've seen a lot of spinals, dude. And this guy fucking walks. That's from a movie. Um, no, I, I, uh, I I have some like I have I wrote I was writing down step by step of mat work sequences in this. I've got a there's like a knuckle lock sequence with some real cinematic close ups. Okay, um, and yeah, this is it's cinema all verite. Worthy, it's all worthy of that. It's insane. It's yeah. so intricate, and the match itself is so goddamn well worked. And um, we'll get to like the because it takes a while to get to. Sort of like the the destination. I mean, this the is the pole event. match yeah. portion. Yeah, n- not to keep going to the like the you know this like your fast binder, your uh, Vim vendors sort of. Uh-huh. of how oh no, we're gonna talk is. about it because I, I, I got. But I kept. Do modify? How the fuck do you watch this match and not think of like all of like these iconic? Uh, oh yeah. Like directors for that like that. Do you, do you want to hear mine that I wrote like, down? Um, yes, I, I do. I, I I said that this reminds me of the uh, the closing battles in Lancelot Duloc. 
um, where the knights are just fucking bashing into each other and they're just rolling around on the ground by the end of it. And I refer to this twice. I, I didn't realize I wrote it down twice, but I wrote down the word Brissonian, which I've, I don't I know if anybody's ever said that about a wrestling match. It's, it's goddamn Brissonian. Um, if you haven't seen, uh, you know, uh, Lancelot Duloc, uh, Robert, Robert Brisson, I guess is how you would say his name. Um, it's just, it's a scene where two guys in, in night outfits, and it's referred to, it's this pretty famous scene, I feel like, at this point. Um, they just bash into each other for, like, 15 minutes. And then at a certain point, they actually, like, you can see their faces for, like, half of the fight. They both close their visors. And so it's just two faceless men bashing into each other. And there's no music. Um, at least I don't remember it having music. And they just they just roll around and they just kill each other slowly because uh, they're very exhausted. And that's what this match is. It's, yeah, it's, it is yeah. Fossbinder. It is fucking, um, you say Vim Vendors, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all of these things. It's Fucking not po- it's not <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hurt Sojian. Um uh it's it doesn't it's not like the lyrical uh beauty of a Paris Texas. Um but I yeah, I don't I don't you know what? I don't know if I'm with the vendors. I'm not with I'm sure I'm not sure I'm with the Vim vendors uh comparison. Uh just cuz he's he's a little too he's a little too poetic. Um, as far as that German new wave is concerned, and we've talked you're too not, much about this. But. You're not wrong. I just, it's just this like, it's just so goddamn, it's so, it's such a departure from anything else you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's the cinematic close ups. Um, this is, this match has no blood, right? No, there's no blood. Okay, but it uh, is. That doesn't- it is it the sweatiest it. shit that you have ever seen. Like, oh, oh my god, yes. The, the, the beyond so the it the 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 very theory of sweat is being explored here. Okay, um, in like the philosophical sense of sweat, the concept of sweat, uh, why we do it, uh, what it means when we do it, what 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 it represents, uh, as well as being represented in the literal physical sense, because it is a sweaty goddamn match it is maybe the sweatiest and these two guys are hairy and boy i you know i'll tell you what there was a time in my life where i would have watched this match for a different reason um um, there's so we uh, we talked about the fucking spots where valentine and piper wrapped the chain around each other's faces um there's some stuff like that in this except it's all focused on cutting off the blood flow uh, to the extremities you get mat- you get spots where like Biden uh, Van Biden's got the uh, the chain wrapped around the wrist of Dave Taylor and he's just yanking on it and they do a yeah. this insane close up of um of of Dave Taylor's hand as he's like his like fingers and I'm I'm holding my hand up and doing it right now but his fingers are like uh, bending in you know and it's like it's like he's trying to grasp like uh it looks like carrie's hand just popped out of the grave at the end of carrie um it's very very uh scary it looks like he's you know he's losing blood flow it's incredible it looks like every single i mean every single tendon every single muscle every single fucking bone Mm -hmm. in both of these men's bodies might snap yeah. At so many points in this match. You see a lot of veins popping in this. And these are not two super veiny dudes, but they the, the veins show um in a match like this. It's I mean, you mentioned um like wrapping around the from like comparing it to Piper Valentine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some mu- there's multiple spots where 
a chain right around the eyes, mm-hmm. right into the fucking corneas. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking. It's just. It's so heavy. It's gross. It's so. It's just gross. It's, yeah, I mean, you don't need blood to be gross uh, for goddamn sure. It, this is it a rash. This is a rashy ass match. Yeah, let's just say that for sure. Um, we so they do eventually move from just gritty mat work and and grinding a chain into each other's faces. Like you need anything more than that, but they do eventually move into the portion uh, where the quote unquote near falls or high spots would happen. Um, around the climbing for each other's flag, uh, which I have written down here, uh, whatever's hanging from the poles, since you can't really see. It's very no, dark. They, yeah, those shots of, um, particularly the one that, because it's, you can't get a shot at all of the one that represents uh, Taylor's flag, which of course mm. is the Union Jack, um, and Van Vluten's flag, which we never actually see, I would have to assume is the Belgian tricolor. I don't fuck, I mean, okay. fuck, I would have yeah, to assume. Yeah, I forgot he was Belgian. I, 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 in my head, he was German, but of course. I, I did. At the same that. time, who the fuck? Same time, who the fuck know? It's like right. you can't tell from the goddamn, and you you just see it, and it's so ominous. It's it's a beautiful shot somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's one of it, those it, things where it, it comes into focus slowly. I mean, we're getting into uh, not to get too fucking far into Harry wrestling fan territory. Um, and I've got, I'll tell you what, I've got, I've got a thing I wrote down, uh, for the next match that we're going to cover that I was actually embarrassed about after I wrote it down. Um, and I might not even say it because it's such fucking nerdy shit. Um, but yeah, we keep talking about the camera work. Um, there's this fucking shot where Taylor is trying to climb the pole and Van Boyten is in, I, I'm going to keep saying his name wrong cause it's just fun to say, you try it, say Van Boyten. Van Boyten. See, it's more fun, isn't it? Yeah, Von Boyton. Uh, Hell yeah. Boy. Hell yeah. It worked. I mean, I, hoy, boy. <laughs> so Van Boyton is, Van Boyton is in the middle of the ring. Taylor is climbing, going after the flag. That's, which is the finish. That's how the match ends as you pull the flag down. That's a, on, it's a flag match. It's pretty, except they're connected at the wrist by a big ass chain. And I do want to say this feels like the heaviest chain of any of the three chain matches we've watched. And we watched three in a row at this point. Yeah, this feels, and I don't know if it's exactly just because of how they work it or how the way it's shot. they work. This match is out, out, out of this fucking world yeah. in terms of they give those... it, they give it both a physical and emotional weight for sure. Yes. Uh, but this shot where he is, He's up on the second rope, and he used to get to the top rope to get the flag, but he can't because his arm is being pulled by Van Boyden, who is pulling on the chain. But you don't see Taylor up there at first. It's a zoom in on Van Boyden, and it zooms in on his face, and he's sweaty as hell, and then it follows him like down the shoulder to the wrist and to the chain, and then it's a close-up. It slowly pans across the chain, the full length of the chain. Until it finally finds Dave Taylor on the fucking second rope in the corner, reaching for the flag, slowly zooms out a little bit, and and eventually he gets pulled down. It's fucking poetic. I I cannot believe the the fucking art of this. I, I all right, and I just got to to the part in my notes where I said Brissonian for the second time. Um, I I yeah, look, I don't. I don't like want to fucking get too over the top pretentious with with what this match is and what the fucking whole aesthetic presentation is. But this kind of thing doesn't exist anywhere else. This is fully unique. Um, no, um, I mean this is not fucking 
Riptide Wrestling, where everything is fucking orange <laughs> and teal tinted, and it looks like goddamn shit. This is <laughs> ins- incredible. This is something. This is unparalleled. Yeah. There is nothing else. Yeah. It's it's real, but it's also it's so dramatic. I mean, just yeah. the shot of the black of the Belgian flag. I think Herzog. As you know, as if, if we're gonna name you know the big three of German new wave directors, um, I think Herzog and just Klaus Kinski um, on yes. you've seen Aguirre, the Wrath of God. Yes. So Klaus Kinski on that boat with the fucking monkeys and his entire crew has died and he picks up the monkey and he says, Ich bin in Agiri, Ich bin der Zorn Gottes. And that's what this is. It's fucking full on just, it, 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 it taps into that Kinski shit. It's um, fucking Fitzcarraldo pull it, they're pulling the fucking ship up. Yeah, that's yes, God exactly. Yeah, when it's, Dave Taylor is trying to is trying to reach up there, let's say when Franz Van Buyten, the real hero of the movie, which uh, Fitzcarraldo, I believe is is that the character's name or is that the name of the boat? I forget. I haven't seen the movie uh, in a very long time. It's the name. Of the, it's the name of the character. Of, okay, it's Gerald, but but Fitzcarraldo. I'm going to say this. I don't love Fitzcarraldo as a movie. I think it's very fascinating. I prefer the documentary about it to the movie. I, Aguirre is my, for, for always and forever, my, uh, my, my Herzog pick. Um, when he is trying to pull that boat up the mountain, just so he can, like, impress his wife, I guess, is, like, the entire conceit of Fitzcarraldo. Um, that's what this, that's what this fucking, that's what this fucking match is. He's trying to, he's, he's, he wants to go up there and get the flag for his people. And to do that, he's got to pull Dave Taylor up with him. Um, it's an intense tug of war. Pieces of the ring are falling off. I don't know if you noticed that. Dave Taylor. Yes. He's not the directly end. underneath um, him. And he's got his foot for leverage on the middle turnbuckle. And the pad is just disintegrated. Yes. That's so good. That's so perfect. And that's part of this because... This is, you, I mean, all of these matches have a specific way they have to be worked um, mm-hmm. to get the fin, to get the win, to win in kayfabe. Um, but like, this is one where how do you? And you have to bring <laughs> right. it all the way, right there. And I mean, it's it's it, it's phone booth shit. This is like a, you know, this is all like four matches of phone booth fighting mm-hmm. this is the most phone booth i think sure the well i had a comparison i don't know what it was anymore it's like an elevator fight in some movie i don't have it anymore probably the raid redemption or some shit um which i'm watching right now um hang on let me put that on i think that's on netflix right terminator one ended so i need to find something um mm, go hey you carry on without me for a second <laughs> okay um here, so here's the I mean, ah, the Ray is, Redemption, right there. Hell yeah! What are, there? It's cinema. It's there's something very unique about this in the way that it's just. I mean, I keep because it's so. It's it can't. I'm not. You can't imagine this match taking place anywhere else, can you? Does uh, that make no. sense? And I can't imagine it taking place in a, even if it was the same building, if it was lit better, um, if it if the if it had more than one camera, um, no. Every every single fa- facet of this, um, from the performances between each guy, the dynamic between the local hero and the evil Brit uh, colonizer coming along with his flag and he's going to raise it high, um, the, the the camera work, 
the level of fucking humidity in that building. I don't know if I don't know if Hamburg has very humid Octobers, but they must. Um, or it was just very stuffy in there. Um, every single element uh, is at play here. Every single bit of this match is uh, is is working together to create this perfect synergy of of disgusting, uh, beautiful combat art. And I I I it, I this might be one of my fucking uh, I'd probably say twenty five favorite matches of all time. I I. I I don't I fucking speechless. I love it. Yeah, I it's something it deserves a fucking it deserves a fucking full ass symphony, fucking Brahms, fucking Chopin. Like yep. this is I'm going the whole shit. dick and balls on this one, y'all. Full dick and fucking balls, absolutely. That's right. There's no no, no way around it. All right. It's so good. So Hell we got yeah, it. Great. That's our first bloodless match that we've watched on this for this podcast, and it's the best match we've watched. So maybe we should just start doing fucking uh, technical matches or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not. It's yeah, because this is a fucking doubt- gross match. It just doesn't have blood in it. it doesn't, you don't yeah, have to have blood to be fucking disgusting. Um, do you think that we'll ever find another Protenkampf match? Uh, no, I don't want I- to. I don't want to. What in case it's in case it's in case it's not even what if it's like four and three quarter stars? Yeah, I don't I don't want to <laughs> get that shit out of here. Miss me with that that uh four that that's almost perfect shit. Um, no, I don't I don't know if this is perfect either, but it was perfect for me. Um, and I had a long day and I watched this um, last like thirty five minutes of my shift today. Actually, I stayed a little late. I actually got paid a little over. Because uh, I didn't clock out till like uh, four uh, forty-two, I think, and I'm supposed to leave at four thirty. Just because I was watching this match, um, nobody fucking cares. Nobody's paying attention to what I do. I'm, tomorrow's my last day, um, and I, I, I just, I, I sat there, um, and I'm a little melancholic um, about leaving this job. I've been here four and a half years, um, and I'm turning thirty next month. And I'm not sleeping well. I got you know the two kids. Um, I I I was feeling a lot of things before I watched this match, um, and I felt a lot of things while watching it. And I I I came out a better person. You know? Do you feel like you came out a better person? It's a rapturous fucking experience. It's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um. All right. Yeah. Do you, do you want to transition to something that is also extremely cinematic? Yeah, um, sure. Uh, man, we should have I, we should have swept swapped the order because I Parat and Kampf is is it. But yeah, let's do our, our main event think, here. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't think we fucking realized exactly how fucking good it was going to be. To, but yeah, no, no. We, nobody could have predicted this. Our last match, main event time from February twenty third. Today. Fuck, I should have had this up. No, From February Super 20, Brawl. February 21st, 1993. Super, Super Brawl 3. This is Sting versus Big Van Vader and the sorry, White Castle of Fear lights out strap match not sanctioned by WCW for the WCW World Heavyweight title. Yes. Okay, so first of all, The White Castle of Fear. I did watch that. You watched the clip? I did, of course, yes. Um, so 
this is this is an interesting era for skits in WCW. Uh, Lost in Cleveland, the infamous uh, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack skit was around this time. Um, lots of Dungeons and Dungeon of Doom shit happened pretty soon after this. That's sort of the farthest evolution of this. Yeah. Um... With an even lower budget. <laughs> um, basically, I mean, do you do you have anything written down? Can you give like a synopsis of what happens here for the White Castle of Fear? It's like five and a half minutes long. Okay, so um, a little bit of background on this idea of... So uh, this was the beginning of when Eric Bischoff was put in charge of oh, okay. production of CZ, uh, WCW. <laughs> that would oh, Eric good. Bischoff and CZW. Oh man! Uh, which all right I just now, John? Add, John, I know this is your company, but what if I fucked your wife on screen? Uh, by the way, how fitting is it that we uh, <laughs> on the same day that the Hog- the Hulk Hogan biopic mm. is announced, per- being produced by Easy E. Eric Bischoff? I did. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. It is. Wow. That we do, and, okay, do you think so Eric Bischoff was, is going to let Chris Hemsworth fuck his wife while he jacks off in the corner? Because I would. Anyways, yeah, I mean, White Castle should. of Fear. So here's the thing. So he, this was one of his initiatives was, you know, up the production values, get, like, eyes on the product. And so Vader invites Sting to a oh, party shit. at his uh, White Castle of Fear in the Rocky Mountains. Sure. That's uh, that's exactly what I have written down. Sting accepts invitation to party at the White Castle of Fear in the Rocky Mountains. Now it's a I would scroll. Ad- I would ask you it's a scroll. But I would ask you to explain that, but you can't because there's no explanation. You just have to go with those words and see where it takes you. Man Cheat up the evil midget. So so okay, that's what that guy's name is. Um Is that right? Yes. Was he an established character? Uh, yes, um, because there was, the first one of these was, um, for Halloween Havoc 92, the famous spin the wheel, make the deal, coal oh. miners glove match, okay. Jake I've Roberts versus Sting. That. I know, yeah. I mean, obviously I know it exists, they didn't gimmick the wheel and they ended up landing on the shittiest possible stipulation. Uh, unlike <laughs> unlike an MLW where they were just like Jimmy spin this wheel. Okay, never mind. Just pick the gimmick. Okay, never mind. You picked all the gimmicks. Um, no, I I thought this was very strange as a person who hadn't really watched. I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of '92 WCW, but like not past the Dangerous Alliance stuff. Like I think I've seen every episode of uh, Saturday Night and Worldwide, and maybe even like Pro or Primetime or Prime Hour or Hour. What the f- Power Hour, whatever the fuck the shows were, um, up until War Games. Um, and then after the Dangerous Alliance breaks up, I kind of just stopped, you know? Um, once, uh, what's, uh, UWF guy, uh, the cowboy, Bill Watts, uh, Bill takes Watts, over, yes. takes over booking. I just, yeah, I don't need any more of that. Not really. Um, I mean, I'll watch it. I'd love to watch it, but I, I stopped. Um, I, I, this is an era where I've seen a lot of the big matches, but I've never seen a lot of these stupid angles. And I think I get why. It's because I would not have had time for this shit um, earlier in my life. Um, but now I get it, you know? Now I understand. Uh, I understand that Sting narrating over helicopter footage of mountains is incredible. You know? And so he gets to the White Castle of Fear in the Rocky Mountains. There's 
bunch of there's, not a castle, uh, not really a castle, by the way. It's the fu- it's a fucking cave. It's a cave. goddamn Ben Laden lives there, filled with sexy women and one midget. And Harley Race. That's right. That's and right. Apple, and they're all they're just eating apples and they're drinking it, and there's candles and it's the stupidest fucking thing you all ever seen in your life, but it's glorious. So and, Sting walks in and all of these hot women start touching his body, and yes. And then Vader comes out wearing like a white fur cape. Also, Sting is wearing. Uh, oh yeah, it's a a windbreaker robe almost. Is it a robe? I, don't I know thought it was more this... like a tux. It's 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 something. It looks like a double breasted coat to me, or not a, a single breasted coat. It's extreme. I mean, it's an extremely. It's the most elaborate windbreaker I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's completely and. You can only buy a suit like that in Florida. Yeah. Maybe Georgia, maybe Georgia, South South Georgia. So, and this is where uh, to play Vader's game, as uh, Cheatham, the evil midget, says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. "Play the game, play the game." Um, he challenges him to a strap match, and a strap sort of magically appears—not mm-hmm. necessarily magically, but it kind of like coils out like a snake. It, ma- it manifests. Yes. The- and over uh, a pit of fire, after Vader cle- clears the table, which feels like an un-Vader-like move. Is no that offense. what happened? I thought the Mastodon helmet exploded. No, he just swept it off. Oh, which is like, well, that's definitely an out-of-character move for Vader because he loved that thing. That's No, uh, that's well, I mean, I, I'm talking about the food, I mean, but I mean... Was the Mastodon not helmet about- not on there, too? The Mastodon helmet was on a separate table. Oh my god! Or it was okay, on so the table. I- god damn it! I have no fuck. <laughs> it was all right. We'll we'll make sure that uh, we'll get the get the scientists on this. The faithful listeners, uh, somebody can tell us uh, the complete layout of uh, uh of what's going on here. Um, the the mise en scène, uh, which is a word I have written, a phrase I have written down for later. Um, Fucking fl- cr- flames engulf the entire screen, and um, cut to black. Then, well, so you know, no, that's the thing. It doesn't cut to black exactly <laughs> because not exactly. Vader pulls Sting. He's like winning the the strap tug of war. Uh, he pulls him basically face first into the flames, and then it cuts to black. But then it also gives us a to be continued at Super Brawl graphic, which. I I don't know what we're supposed to believe here. <laughs> if this is did, when happening in real time. Did this air necessarily? Did this air on a Saturday? I, looked, I, I guess can't find a date cares. for it. It would have had to have aired on multiple ones, right? Because that's... Yeah. The, like a vignette like this, they would have aired on every episode of Pro Power Hour Worldwide and Saturday Night for months leading up to this I mean, like, you better get your goddamn ROI back on this shit. Yeah, because this ain't Christ. cheap. They fucking, they actually went out there to the Rockies. <laughs> they went out there to goddamn Afghanistan. I mean, right. they blew Osama bin Laden out of his Stole cave. Stole his cave. Know? That's right. Fucking hell. What the hell is this shit? What the hell? Cheat him, the fucking evil midget. Goddamn. Yeah, uh, we should, exp- I don't, I don't have enough notes or f- I did not find him notable enough um, to really 
talk much about Cheatham, the evil midget. I thought he looked a lot like Hornswoggle, but maybe that's he just... He fucking does, okay. yes. So that's not just me, okay. Because I don't think all little people look alike. I can guarantee that Bridget the Midget does not look like Hornswoggle. Although, I'd have to look at some videos. Um, but no, I, 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 I like this. I think it's good, and I think it leads... Uh, oddly, into a match that is not goofy at all, because the White Castle of Fear lights out strap match not sanctioned by the WCW for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship is a fucking hell of a disturbing match, um, and really good and really well laid out, right? Yes. And we got um, Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura, the best duo on commentary, better than Jesse and JR. Better dynamic. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Better than Jesse and Gorilla. I don't fucking give a shit. Yeah, that's a very that's a very different dynamic. Um I think they're their the, own thing. Well, I but... should say better than Jesse and Vince. Um fuck, I screwed that up, but it well, gives a shit. Jesse and Gorilla is also I mean it's it was a less common pairing. Um yeah, mostly for the pay per views, but fantastic nonetheless. I, um, I just the I point t- is that... uh, mm, let's not let's not rank our top Jesse Ventura commentary teams. We've done the enough. The point is that uh, JR is, uh, is a bitch. Uh, mm-hmm. Jim Ross? I think he's alright. I think he's alright. I think JR Jesse is a good combo. I think it's uh, I think it's less than... And I'll say... Oh, fuck. We're going to get into this. We should just do War Games 92 because there's a moment where he get, he just says, Oh, it's a manse. It's a manse. <laughs> and it's probably my favorite call of all time. Oh, man, the scene in the raid where the guy's putting a fucking uh, big canister inside the refrigerator and he's going to dump it through the fucking hole in the floor. Hell yeah. Um, now, Big Van Vader. This is something I've always been curious about. Uh, is he supposed to be like a like a physical like van like a that you drive? I think he's supposed to be... Like a Ford Econoline? Okay, so here's, and now, now this might be a sort of a working backwards thing because of, uh, Big Van Valter. I think it's supposed to be that he's like a jerk. <laughs> you, you're not familiar? Wrestler of the Year 2017? Valter, yes. Big, uh, Big Wan Valter? Yes, Big Van Valter is Little original gambit. Little Wang Walter. Uh, I think he's supposed to be German because I don't know, but, he, yeah, but he's he, not he German. Wrestled, it's supposed to be Germanic. Right. He wrestled he's, a lot. And, okay, so that makes sense. That actually makes sense because he was big and you know what? I bet that – you know what? I bet that fucking show that had Paratenkampf on it, I bet Leon White works that fucking show because he worked a lot of fucking CWA in, uh, in, in 86, right? I bet there's a really good chance uh, maybe. he's working that show. Um Maybe I fucking hope. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Bull power, Imagine of course, Bull Power was um, yeah the AWA name. Um, go check out yourself some fucking Bull Power versus Stan Hansen. Um, One no. of the best rookie matches ever. Yeah, uh, that match. So I watched this on Daily Motion because I I just watched the White, White Castle of Fear we couldn't find on the network, um, and I watched this on my phone also um, while also taking notes on my phone, which is a Multi-window phone, multi-window mode is great, um, but not the best way to watch wrestling when it's uh, fucking two inches of a screen. Uh, but it's doable, and I had seen this match before, so whatever. Um, but 360p, baby. Um, this is the original broadcast version. It's got all of the original music. Um, it's got the video artifacts that can only appear 
on a fine 360p uh, version uh, on on daily motion. Um, now I I I have a question for you um, about about this match and about WCW in the early 90s. I don't know how much you watched this. I, you were born in what 92? Yeah. Okay, so you were born. Okay, so do you remember watching WCW in like the NWO era at all? Like late 90s? Oh, abs- yes, absolutely. Okay. I was um, I was a bigger WCW fan than WWF. At that time, despite- I was as well. Um, yeah. Now, I, my, my question to you mainly, though, is uh, would would you, um, at that time, looking back, would you consider yourself to have been a little stinger? Because fuck no is my uh, answer. Yeah, no is my answer too. Uh, fuck. Uh, I like the crusting, all right, but like, I never liked this fucking guy. I like. I think Sting's fucking. I think he's a good fucking wrestler. Yeah, he's a great. Here's the thing. I think he's good too. But but um, I never. I don't. I'm fucking as like the ace. Uh, yeah. corny as shit. Um, to me, um, very weird yeah. promos, very weird corny, like, um, like almost like a guy, like, uh, like an algorithms, uh, output of a babyface 80s wrestler sort of promos. Yeah. For me, I mean, my peak, I mean, WCW peak really, like <clears throat> financial at least, um, of course would be. The Goldberg, uh, sure. and, uh, so. Best baby face that's, that's ever worked in WCW. Yeah. Goldberg is, uh, um, The all time great any, WCW baby face. Yeah. And, and, Him and any, DDP. Anybody, uh, yeah. Any human being who's ever told you that Bill Goldberg couldn't work well, is a yeah, fucking piece of shit. We don't. I think, I think more and more of those people are dying off every day, too. So I yeah, I mean, well, that yeah, narrative I mean, is all but gone, but I, I, I mean, despite, I mean, it's like literally like the dude was, had one year of experience and he's fucking doing that shit. Yeah. Fuck off. Um, but anyway, no, um, Sting was always, I mean, there's like, you've, have you seen that, um, the 99 Nitro match, um, for the title between Sting and DDP? Yeah, sure. I watched it uh, live on TV. I remember yeah, that it very was, well. Um, that was the news. that was the show where he won the DDP won the title early on in the show. Is that the match the show with the four way? No. Yes, I think okay. so. It is. Okay. I actually, yeah, it's like May of ninety nine. I remember it super well, actually. Um, I goddamn love that match. That's a great match. Um, hey, ninety nine WCW it. kicks ass. I don't give a ninety nine WBF kicks ass too. Fuck all the haters. <laughs> the, <laughs> take the, it back. Uh, Let's take it back to ninety nine. Yeah, the Kevin Nash Classic Double Elimination Tag Tournament. Yep. Uh, great. Hell yeah. That's where I found out that I loved Perry Saturn as a 10-year-old. Yeah, that yeah. It doesn't make any... Is, I mean, is the bo- the booking is all over nope. the goddamn place in you terms of... I don't mean no that bracket. it's bad. I don't mean that it's bad. I mean that it's really hard to pull off, but you know what? Yeah, what was it, it that... It fucking pulled off. Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit had to win two matches in a row against Barry Windham and Kurt Henning or something like that just to win the yeah. titles. They had to win back-to-back matches because of the loser's bracket. Fuck, man. I love... I love that dumb shit. Um, I love fucking, WCW. The fucking spontaneous cage match against the NWO B team. No, <laughs> I don't Hell remember yeah. that. That sounds awesome. Um, so let me ask you this. Is, uh, while we're on the subject of WCW being awesome and stupid, um, the four corner rule, rule in this kind of match, uh, is this the first instance you can remember of such a thing? Or was this a thing in like, 
are Carlos Cologne Caribbean strap matches are not like this, right? Um, see, here's the thing. Uh, this was a traditional. Um, I know there's this old story of the, there was this guy in, a, in one of the Texas territories who tried to screw Harley Race out of the NWA title, but a but who's the ref? A young Haku. Okay. Hold this motherfucker back, and this and this like started like the lifelong friendship between uh, Harley Race and Haku. Like this is why sure, he's his kings. fucking mentor. Yeah, exactly. And like that was, and he, this guy was undefeated in chain matches. He was the king of the chain match, and he like did he like t- found a way to touch the four corner. Like he pulled some fucking bullshit. Um, okay, so that was a thing in the like the late seventies then. Yeah, it, but okay. it's not a thing that. It's a very weird, weird step, and it's not something that people particularly like. I mean, do you right, like it? Right, um, I but so yeah. All right, so I was it's wondering about execution, if they obviously, but I, right. I don't. It's a, it's not just about the execution. I mean, it is obviously, but without you can't have that execution without the logistics behind planning. Um, you have to wonder, um, like how much QA testing, for example, was done um, to to make sure that the the strap is an appropriate length. So they can't just, you know, hit all the corners easily. So it's not a a ridiculously short amount for them to not be able to maneuver, um, which wrist to wear it on, you know, the configuring of the wristband, the best way for it to stay attached. There's so much to consider, um, from like a production standpoint before doing a match like this. Um, Yeah, compared to just, uh, it's just pinfalls. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just choke the motherfucker out. That you, would be. That's very simple. Exactly. Look at that, Jerry Estrada. I think we've come all the way, you know, from from point A to point B now. The Jerry Estrada La Fiera match is a match where they were just like, "Hey, there's a chain on the ground. Do you guys want to attach it to your wrist tonight?" Like, I I think this is a match with superior planning. Um, I think it's got it's, some really good structure and layout. It's a very smart match, uh, and I hate it's saying a, it's smart. A, it's very Bill. It's very Bill Watts. This is like his mm-hmm. last gasp. I mean, even yeah, I guess lights- it would be, huh? Because he he was yeah. gone uh, like a, a month after this because he said the the bad f word, the homophobic f word on the on like the the radio or something. Am I remember that correctly? Um, he said some was weird it- sh- shit about. I mean, he said some. Bill Watts shit and yeah, some Hank Aaron heard it and oh okay it. okay I know what it is now I remember okay yeah it was fucking god damn it Bill Watts you fucking idiot um yeah. but uh this match it's extremely well laid I mean the lights out like the unsanctioned like yeah it, it's so I mean it's so it's very weird but it's it works yeah it's very i think vader stipulation i mean it it immediately calls to mind stipulations in a cage sure i think vader sting was such like a a known commodity at this point um i think that starcade match is maybe even a little better than this but it's not as disgusting and sickening um i you know and obviously the great american bash match is like one of the all-time great squash matches um, maybe the most important squash match to have ever taken place until Cena versus uh, versus Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Cena versus Brock Lesnar. Man, I say I just want that match really bad. Um, it's in my head. Um, no, I, I think this is two very smart dudes who know how to plan a fucking match. Um, I think... So, we'll just launch into it. I think Sting has bad punches, um, which sucks, but... 
Vader has great punches because they're shoot. Um, He's a goddamn grizzly bear just fucking yeah. trying to grab salmon out of the stream. Yeah, That's right, that's right. Um, biting the heads off, spitting it out. I actually uh, think Sting's punch... I mean, it's not that Sting's punches are good. I'm not going to disagree. But I do think he throws them... I mean, he he, he tries. Sure, sure. It has a scene of quality where it's like, uh, you know what? He's trying. Sure, sure. Even it's if it doesn't really look good. Definitely better than like a Dolph Ziggler or whatever. Um, Vader gets his nuts racked on the strap, um, which is the second time we've seen that. I don't think they did that in the... Uh, the Monterey match or the uh, Van Boyten, uh Dave Taylor match, but we've seen it in both of the NWA and WCW matches tonight. Um, so we get some moments where Harley hops up on the apron. Uh, he catches a strap to the head. Vader powders, and it looks like he's um, on the ground. And I, I was very confused because I could tell Harley... And hearkening back to the you know the Valentine hidden blade job, I could tell Harley was Blade Invader. I could totally yeah. see it. Um, and then Sting uh, yanks him into the post, and I'm like, "Yep, here comes the blood." But here's the thing: I'm expecting Vader to start because I, I that's the other thing is I remember Vader bleeding a lot in this match. Um, so I'm expecting him to start bleeding from the head, whatever. Um, he doesn't start bleeding from the head. He's bleeding from the back. Which, the, Which is fucking raw. It's so, fucking, and it's and so why would you ble- why would you blade the back? You you wouldn't. You would never do that, right? You don't you don't blade your fucking back. You don't blade. Cactus Jack blades his arm because he's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Vader Vader bladed his or Vader had Harley Race blade his back to get over the danger that the strap was providing. Get, that the strap getting, was cutting him open. Yeah, the Sting was whipping the fucking shit out of him with the strap. I mean, holy shit. To the shit, point that it ripped kept... his skin away. Oh. It's fucking badass. It's crazy. And, it's fucking and crazy. And I mean, especially like when he's getting dragged on the on the canvas, mm-hmm. on the sweaty, disgusting fucking canvas. Another Nick gross Georgia. canvas. I know. Well, I mean, I, I mean, on like the, the cleanest one the we've ring. seen, but oh well, yeah, I mean, on the ground. On the outside of the ring, yeah, like 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 Jesus Christ, how does he not have? Hepatitis fucking Q, you yeah. know? No, that's cool like, though too. Cause... Unknown strains. <laughs> yeah, Augusta. Uh, the, the, okay. I was gonna make a joke there, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna refrain because it's offensive. Um, no, I, I think it was really cool when St- Sting did drag him around the corners, like on the outside of the ring, because he was touching the posts on the outside, and Nick Patrick, one of the greatest referees of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. Um, yeah, uh, was, um, <clears throat> was counting them as, he was registering those as, you know, valid touches for the four corners. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really clever, if not a little bit illogical. Um, Sting does, like, a scoop slam to him on the floor. Just routine, just fucking body slam to the 400-pound man on the fucking floor. Um, they get back in the ring. He does a Samoan drop with fucking no problem. He just picks him up, Samoan drop. Every, it's always weird when you watch a Sting Vader match or a Sting. Um, he he probably fucking did this shit to the the giant, uh, to the Big Show. Um, he he was always put over as the guy who could lift literally anyone, and he could because he could. But like 
you know, they built the the largest house in the history of wrestling around Hulk Hogan picking up a very large man. And Sting, Sting just does it routinely, and it fucking rules, because fuck Hulk Hogan. But, like... I mean, Sting just pulls out a fucking German, and it's like... Yeah, man. Just fucking, fucking... I mean, it's such a good bump by Vader, but it's just like... Oh, it's like a no... Sh- it's like a... The, it's like a nonchalant-ass German by the standards of, like, how effortlessly Sting can just do it. Yeah. He just, and Sting, I mean, for, I mean, he's caught, but he's, like, not this guy where you think, like, he's, I mean, he's superhuman. He's just, he is. He just is superhuman. He has um, it. He's, he's, I don't know, he's fucking... So, at a cer- just- so at a certain point in this, I'm watching this Daily Motion one, um, and I can't tell that Vader's back is bleeding until they they keep saying it and i get finally get a close-up and i'm just it's shocking to me i just i know we already talked about it but it is shocking that harley race bladed fucking vader's back to put over the danger of the leather strap what the fuck leon what in the (laughs) world um and then he fucking he 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 does an avalanche samoan drop off the second rope as just a mid-match high spot um like, look, people are going to shit on um, the Four Corners stuff, but it allows you an opportunity to do big spots like that. Um, and you don't have to worry about the, the implications of, like, oh, it's not realistic if he kicks out of this move. He wouldn't have. But if you've got to walk him around Four Corners, he might recover in time to, to counter that. Um, I think it, it, it is rarely done well, um, but I think it's really, really w- well done here. Um and man, he gets a fucking he gets racked again. Um, I love watching Vader get his balls smashed. <laughs> uh, some good stuff. Um, second big nut sell of the match, um, and then he gets yanked off for like a massive just front flip bump off the top. That's it a takes a fucking swanton bump. It's yeah, a big it's, ass bump. It's pretty it's basic. So- I mean, it's pretty basic, but he's so fucking big, you know. And it's also like one of those things that if it if that didn't happen in the match you, but it's like it adds so much but with so little. But it's also it's just fucking absurd. It's fuck. It's great. It's yeah. The commitment. This is a commitment show. Yeah. Um. I I I I fucking I like the four corner stuff here. Um. I I don't know if I can point to many others. I, we're going to talk about Savio versus Austin at some point, which I think also does it effectively. Um, but I think these might be the only two uh, that I really like. Um, the lack of near falls really shows like the the effectiveness of it because you know if like I said you know if if Vader's hitting the fucking Vader bomb on Sting and Sting is just kicking out that's not going to happen. It's, you don't have that spot. But if Vader hits the Vader bomb and has to drag this motherfucker uh, all the way around the ring that. That allows us a, a, a logical opportunity for Sting to fucking get up and fight him. That's um, a good twenty seconds. That's and he, all he has to do is stop the momentum, which is yeah. a weird conceit when you think right. about it. But at the same time, it it's so, about how it's applied, but it works here again. This brings back to mind the idea that the referee, like just like uh, Jerry Strada versus Lafiera, that referee was he he acted on some fucking bullshit. But in theory, the referee has complete discretion, okay? So what you're doing here is you're saying, what is momentum? Breaks momentum means he's no longer, you know, going to be able to touch the next post. 
Um, he touched three. He's reaching towards the fourth. And then the guy pulls him. At what point does the referee say, okay, that's momentum? Well, you just have to trust the referee is calling it impartially and has good judgment. And I think it works, especially when it's Nick Patrick in there. And Nick Patrick, and Nick Patrick gets bumped later. Um, Nick, also, Nick Patrick was a fucking wrestler. Um, he, he retired because of injuries. Um, Nick Patrick fucking rules. Love this guy. Love, love, hell yeah, love this guy. Yeah. Um, so no Jody Hamilton, goddamn Saturday. Right, I knew he was the son of somebody. Fuck. Okay, Jody, yeah, Jody Hamilton. Uh, one of the all-time great promos is Jody Hamilton. Uh, go watch some Assassin promos if you've never seen okay. him. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I've, I've maybe seen him work two matches, but I've watched probably uh, a dozen hours of his promos. Um, well, I mean, by, by the time, I mean, by like the 80s, he was yeah. Fucking yeah. 500 years old. The too, footage, so. the footage just didn't didn't come at the right time. Um, Sting gets that great German suplex. That fucking comeback is amazing. It's a vertical suplex. He had some, and I have this written down. Okay, these punches are a lot better than the, the punches from the beginning of the match. Um, and then yeah, I, when he has them in the corner and he's yeah. raining them down, that's fucking great. Yeah, good punches. Um, and then I have this written down. Um, mm, great uh, mise en scène. <laughs> As Nick Patrick gets bumped, and then Sting picks Vader up in a half fireman carry, and he's got him just on his shoulders, and he just carries his fucking five thousand pound ass to three consecutive turnbuckles in sequence. Uh, he gets three, and he's definitely on his way, uh, going to get the fourth. As Vader's now removed his mask and appears to be bleeding from his ear, which I, I guess that was off the punches and stuff. Um. Vader's- and uh the the ma- maybe the mask like just fucking I mean caught like his right. lobe who the hell knows was it a callback that- to fucking 10 years prior the dog collar match did Vader just love he just wanted to fucking blade his ear how do we have two matches where people are bleeding from the ear on this show um it's insane and then just as Sting is about to reach that fourth post uh the you know Nick Patrick got bumped Fucking Sting just trips over his ass because he doesn't look down because he's carrying a five thousand pound motherfucker on his shoulders. And, and here's here's the thing I want. That was something that had always bothered me when I. But um, rewatching this match, it, it did occur to me to something. Um, case we're talking about referee discretion, and all of that. Uh-huh. Nick Patrick, maybe he calls the one corner right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't call the other two corners. That Sting touches on the other side because okay. he's fucking out. He might not he can't... be out, out though. So I don't, I don't like that. Don't poke holes in this. <laughs> no, I think that actually works. I okay. think it works. That is something that I'm saying that it pissed me off before. But I'm like, no. How could he like? That's like basically like Nick Patrick has to like lay there and wait for Sting to fucking trip over him like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like that. I didn't. I thought that was a t- shitty ending. I rewatching. Oh, I I'm like. Yeah, but now I'm rewatching this. I'm like, how's Nick Nick Patrick wouldn't have been able to make that call? Those calls anyway, he couldn't right. have. So st- it's a it's the fucking blind near fall. It works in context. Sure, but if it was just like, oh, uh, like Nick Patrick was half awake and he was half able to call this, and then but then he couldn't get his ass off. Like that would be stupid as hell. That would be terrible. No, this so, works. This actually does work. I am actually satisfied with that. So even beyond, so you just now. you just you just hit him with the logic, okay? Now, you, you, you put a lot of thought into that, and I appreciate that, and I'm totally with it, and I, and I, after you said all that, I agree with it. But, even if it didn't make sense, okay? 
Stay with me here. You with me here? I'm with you. Okay. Even if it didn't make sense. He got bumped a good 90 seconds before. Stumbles into that corner. Sting pick, Sting knocks out Vader, picks him up, and starts with the, the corner f- nearest to him. Goes around. Patrick is selling the entire time. Referee is on the ground selling. And he's just in position for this spot. And you could... Here's the thing. You could see it coming a mile away if you were looking for it. But nobody's looking for it because the drama of Sting carrying this 5,000-pound motherfucker on his shoulders and touching one, two, three corners. You don't even notice that Nick Patrick is still knocked out there until the fucking tumble happens and the, the false finish. And it's... You don't, you, you don't even consider logic. Because they've they've told the lie so well, because Sting has the massive fucking mastodon Vader on his back. He has he has pulled off this Herculean task, except he can't. Uh, but it's not it's no fault of his own. Lying on the ground, yeah. Fucking it's yeah it's fucking it, you know it's it's a goddamn Greek fable, man. It's fucking. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then the finish finish is um, Vader's bleeding profusely. It's disgusting. Um, even on the 360p shit um, daily motion video that I watched, um, we get, you know, Vader touches three corners, Sting starts to, to fight back, and then finally kicks Vader off, and Vader goes into the corner. You could put logic into this. You could say, well, what about momentum? Fuck, it doesn't matter. Nick Patrick's so fucking groggy at this point, anyways. <laughs> Let him yeah. be. Let him be. Uh, and then Sting uh, loses the match, gets his heat back. And it, look, they're not, I doubt, so similar to Valentine versus Piper, I doubt these guys are going to go work um, the house show circuit after this, right? I can't see that. Um, but Sting's got to be a top fucking babyface. This is not a company with a lot of fucking high-end baby faces in early 93. Um, so he kicks his ass, gets his heat back, and Vader can, Vader's still got the title. He can move on to his feud with, with Cactus Jack? Who the fuck knows? Cact- yeah, Cactus Jack would have been the next guy he feuded with, right? Yeah, and then Davey Boy. Yeah, like, fuck, man. Um, yeah. So that's... That's a hell of a fucking match. Good. I wish this we would have swapped them around a little bit, but yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think if you haven't seen this, this is also a classic, just like Piper versus Valentine. Um, it's in the canon for great gimmick matches. Um, yeah. If you, if you like Vader, if you don't like Sting, I think everybody likes Vader. A lot of people don't like Sting, though. If you don't like Sting and you want to see him work a fucking babyface formula to a T um, and you want to see a, a big ass heel sell his fucking balls off for you like for him then that's that this is the match this might be this might be the best example of sting as a top babyface this is either this or one of the other fucking Vader matches right yeah um, because this is I mean because I mean I'm not shitting on flair here because I just did shit yeah, on yeah 45 but, minutes but like but like for I mean like the flare match it's like that's skill versus uh that's a also a brawl. much younger sting 
Yeah, that's not that's not like this. You're talking you're thing. talking eighty eight, right? You're talking Clash of the Champions. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't like that match. Yeah. I don't like that match at all. It's very long. Yeah, but like in that, even in that sense, it's like, well, that's like, look at fucking Vader. Look mm-hmm. at this motherfucker. Vader is also an amazing wrestler. Like, he's an intent hey, like in kayfabe. You want to watch a good flare match? Watch Flair versus Vader. Fucking hell yeah! Yeah, love that match. Yeah, hell yeah, love that match. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think this is a great example of Sting being Sting, um, the best version of Sting and Vader. Uh, I don't know if this is the best version of Vader. Um, this is Vader didn't blade his his fucking ear and back a lot. I'll just say that. Um, hell of a thing, though. Hell of a goddamn thing. There's um, a lot of goddamn versions of Vader, and yeah, um, he's a versatile fucking worker. Yeah, it's. It's interesting. Um, yeah. So we, we got this. We're good. We're good. All right. So um, I do feel like it's fitting um, that we end the second show in a row here with a, a bit of a eulogy to a large, frightening ginger man. Um, yeah, Vader, um, more versatile than a lot of people would even realize. Um, he's a fucking ass kicker, you know? Uh, this dude's a larger-than-life superstar on at least three different continents, you know? Huge in America, obviously, huge in Japan, but also huge in Europe. Um, <clears throat> he He's fat as hell. Um, he never took a fucking shower. Um, <laughs> he could do a goddamn backflip, you know? Uh, we're talking about a man who appeared on Boy Meets World at least twice, maybe three times. I did not check his IMDb. Uh, one time he accidentally posted his dick on his own Twitter account. Listen, this is a mistake that could have happened to virtually anyone. I've almost done it. Fuck, I have done it. No, I haven't done it, but I've almost done it. And if anybody fucking dare comment on the size of this man's cock in a negative fashion, it's going to be on site, okay? On fucking site. You go out there... You post your dick and fucking balls on Twitter. I fucking dare you. I bet you won't. I bet you can't do a fucking backflip either. How many men who are basically dying of heart disease have worked Revolution Pro Wrestling out of a uh, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. The Osprey match. No, I know. I'm, I, let's not talk about Son that. Son of a bitch. Why do you have no. to say Osprey? Because he owned Osprey. He made Osprey his little bitch. I don't and it was beautiful. Try- mm. It's a monument to Vader. How, this fucking worker. He was Osprey? so. He was- Osprey post dick and balls. R.I.P. Leon White. He- R.I.P. R.I. fucking P. Leon White. Hell yeah. Fuck Will Osprey. Let's never. Do not ever say his fucking name on this podcast again. Please. Please. I'll try to not. I hope not.